Welcome to Release the Shackles at Green Records. Today we're going to hear from Ivan Perez. Ivan was a Marine, a devil dog that was shot while he was deployed. He was shot by a sniper. He's now in a wheelchair. This guy's got an incredible story. What do you think about this dude? Just meeting him in person and his strength and uh, what he does and what he stands for. It's just, he's doing really good things. When we came across him, I knew he was, he was one of us. And he's he definitely represents the idea of of what we stand for here, release the shackles, and uh, just getting in there doing ice baths with him. With him, and he, he's he's taking us a little. I know he took me further in some of the stuff that I was doing. So it's just really really good. Yeah, there's something about these these cats, man. That it's something about being close to death, right? Like they find they it's like they're gifted with some kind of incredible strength because they, they were so close to it, right? This guy's incredible. Um, there's so much to talk about this guy, but uh, I'm going to let you listen to it. Enjoy the show. It, this is like one thing that I, I'm getting ready for Dallas, right? On uh, uh, I gotta go to Dallas and, and talk on uh, on Saturday, and like I'm trying to figure out like how to like approach it because it's like for the nonprofit I'm working with and stuff. So in the end, like I want to be able to let them know what the nonprofit did for me, but it's not necessarily that the injury like defines me and stuff. So I'm trying to move past that. And what is the name of that nonprofit? It's a catcher lift, and uh, they're uh, they. Send, it's crazy. If I show you my phone, they send like these little, and it's crazy what these little things will do, man. Especially because I start my week on Monday. So I plan it. I was telling you yesterday, I plan everything out on Sunday. Saturday and Sunday is like my maintenance, get everything together. And with this injury, like everything like fell back, you know? So it's like, fuck, man. All of a sudden, like I'm, I'm everything like daisy chains. And now my house is dirty. Now I'm not organized. Now my clothes is dirty and it's not the way. So all of a sudden, I was all over the place, and I told I told you right. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, I, I need to like just escape, like just you know let go, whatever. Damn, that's how I felt this morning. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all relate to that, dude. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's yeah. a big thing for me. It, yeah. It's it's like I, I I like being athletic. I like I like working out. I like helping people and stuff like that. But no matter how selfish it sounds, you can't really help somebody else out if you can't help yourself. That's that's yeah, the, the reality of things. Whether you want to want to make it sound selfish, whether you want to make it sound whatever. Uh, it is that, that that means to you, that's fine. But to me, I can't help anybody out if I'm not in the right place mentally. Right. I can't help somebody out if I'm not in the right place physically. Mm -hmm. uh, and with me, because of, you know, my TBI, my PTSD and all that. And I mean, I don't hide it, but I also don't use it to my advantage. Uh, there's a lot of people that tend to use that and say, oh, I can't deal with the public. I have PTSD or, you know, it's civilians. It's not me. Like, nah, bro, it's it, it's you. Uh, it's our responsibility to be able to like learn how to cope with civilians. Mm. The same way it was our responsibility to join the Marine Corps or whatever branch of service we were in. They taught us how to be able to like not be a civilian anymore, mm. right? So that 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 was their job. Boot camp was all about like you are no longer a civilian. This is how you're gonna think, and this is we're gonna we're gonna form you and and mold you into this. 
And we chose to do that. Like, nobody forced us to do that, right? But a lot of people, especially, like, the New York New York cats joining the military and stuff that are no longer going and getting deployed mm-hmm. because of so much, pe- so many people out there, like, helping out. They're, they're literally just taking advantage of that. Say, oh, I have PTSD. Like, like, the whole, I mean, I'm sorry, but the whole fucking firework thing to me, like, that, that's bullshit. I think so, too. Like, that's man. bullshit, bro. Like, I'll sleep like a baby if I hear fireworks in the background. You know, like, like to me, that, that's a bunch of crap because in the end, I mean, how mentally, like, Week do you have to be to be able to say I'm not home? I'm in. Com- now, now, don't get me wrong. And, and maybe in the middle of a dream, uh, if you're asleep and and a really big, you know, M80 or whatever they're called blows up, cool, man. You know, but but in the end, like, dude, how mentally weak do you have to be to be you know, fully awake and say I can't deal with fireworks? Mm-hmm. And, and not only that, but how knowing many- knowing that they're that they they're are fireworks, going off. you yeah, know yeah. what it is, yeah. And not only that, but how how much are you stereotyping every other veteran that is truly struggling with that, man? Like, you're not doing anybody a service. Yeah, it's, you're kind of an attention whore. It, pretty much. That's what you're doing. You yeah. know, now, I understand waking up uh, and a fire wakes you up or whatever. Like, with yeah. me, one of the biggest triggers that still gets to me is when these fucking Harleys next to me just turn turn their oh, Harley on. Under that, bridges and shit. Even, yeah. though, even though I know they're there or, like, when they park next to me, I know they're there. I, I see it, like, every single time. So I don't know what it is about that sound. It just... It's a trigger. It, yeah, it, it, like, makes me jump. Every time. Uh, loud noises were in there unexpected, of course. But as soon as I see those things like that, it's what we talk about, putting the brakes, right? Mm-hmm. So I tend to just say, hey, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm home or whatever. It, it, it's, you know, it was this. It's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mind doesn't always work that, that way because it's very subconscious. But it's more about, like, recognizing the things that affect you and working on them to be able to be better. And that's what I'm trying to get to be as better. far. Yeah, that's what my Mondays are. My Mondays are like when I look in the mirror and I'm like, all right, you're, you're, you know, you, 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 you're really greedy this week or, uh, you weren't letting people speak or, or I got this brain and I'm really stubborn. I, I, I will fight through the pain. And that's why like, I, I mentally like to me, it's like, it's there, but I can't get any worse or whatever. Right. But, um, th- this time I was like, okay, my goal is going to be to truly not do like as much as I possibly can because normally I'll find other things to do mm-hmm. and just uh, find other ways to train and stuff like that, man. And I was so worried that I, I worked so hard to go from like almost 185 to 170. And I was like so worried that I was going to gain weight. I weighed myself this morning. I was like 170. Just like, talk about, you know, being drilled. Like, hell yeah, you know, because I did what I, what I wanted to do, but it, it was one of those things that I said on Monday when I look in the mirror and I'm like, hey, um, we, we need to work on this or we need to work on that. It doesn't always work. And there'll be like two or three weeks where, where like I just won't even do the Monday thing or whatever. But I notice that whenever I have my supplements, you know, uh, portioned out, when I have my, my my meals done, when I have my clothes stacked the way that I want it to, where it's just grab, 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 grab. Man, with the ADHD that I have, things just flow. Yeah, They just flow. And that's what I'm all about, man. Like energy and, and just like I always tell people, it doesn't bother me when people open the door for me or hold the door for me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The one thing that this disability has taught me is to be efficient at being self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So finding ways to, the, the fastest ways to do things without anybody's help. First, like he said, man, welcome to the show, dude. Welcome. Yeah, thanks. This uh, Release the Shackles at Green Records, man. This is our spot. Uh, really appreciate you rolling through. And I want to dig deeper into what we were just talking about. Like, uh... I mean, dude, who are you? That's, let's start there. Well, my name's Ivan. Yeah. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps from 2004 to 5-ish when I you know, transitioned to boot, through boot camp. 
uh, to pretty much permanently 2012. Uh, during a tour in Iraq in 2007 was my first tour with 27 Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, hit by a sniper. I, I was hit on my hand first, uh, right by the fob. We were probably a minute away from the fob. Uh, and there's a, there's a great video out there that explains all that. So I'm really grateful for that video because it, uh, it really make just boils everything. They did a really good job to pretty much boil everything down. Were you in the video or what is yeah, that video? Yeah, I, I was, I was in the video. Uh, he saw nice. it yesterday. It's, yeah. uh, it's just pretty much saying the story and, and, you know, giving the details, but not going too specific, but still being able to express express like how everything went down or whatever it can we it find look. that on your page you yeah yeah page? uh yeah. it's actually uh if you go on uh on youtube let me see and um type in uh operation comfort sled hockey uh that's a sport that i'm playing we'll go into that you know uh that's a sport that i'm playing at the moment if you type in operation comfort sled hockey um operation comfort is a local co- uh, local nonprofit that helps a lot of veterans like myself when they're like Going back, you know, they, they do a lot of activities, a lot, a lot of like sports and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's it's a sport that they offer. So they asked me and uh, some other veterans if we would uh, be interested in making a video, kind of explaining what Operation Comfort has done for us and stuff like that. Uh, and that that's where the where where the video is. Uh, it just makes it a lot easier to be able to express everything that kind of happened. And they did a really good job of, of showing the emotion without getting overwhelming because I was in a really nice dark. A safe space room and i wasn't expecting it to be so uh intense yeah i guess yeah. uh but but yeah so i got shot by a sniper i got shot on my hand first uh took part of my middle finger after that i turned around and uh got hit from the left side underneath my my, my sappy plates my armor the sappy plates weren't sitting as low as they were supposed to so it ended up going in through the through the back on the left and came out through the right took part of my hip on the right side and it uh immediately dropped me I didn't know what was going on. I, uh, you go into shock, right? And I, I was angry. I don't know where my finger is anymore. <laughs> I, I remember I remember seeing it dangle, and that's about it. It's it just like doing that and trying to figure out what just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was, that was uh, 2007 when that happened. Uh, just in a coma for about three months, uh, medically induced coma, because there was so many things going on that they needed to put me to sleep. They tried to wake me up, and they had to put me back down. After that, uh, did about three months at a what's it called, um, Bethesda, Maryland, mm, and then yeah. they flew me. They flew me to uh, San Antonio to the San Antonio VA. They were bar- barely building the CFI, the Center for the Intrepid, mm-hmm. and so they were still building it. So they flew me to to the VA to be able to be one of the first patients at, at the Center for the Intrepid. Yeah, and that's where I kind of did all my rehab and stuff like that. I went pro- pretty much. About two years of just mm-hmm. trying to get back at it and mm-hmm. stuff like that, just being able to get back up. Because at first I couldn't, I couldn't sit at a ninety. I, I had to be in in a in a forty five degree. So I had like this reclining wheelchair that mm. was just embarrassing to have around. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, some somebody had to put push me because like the back was so high back and I had to be reclined. So the few times that my mother like signed signed me out to be able to to go eat or something, it was embarrassing to me. Uh, I needed to buy clothes. I went to the mall. I asked her to please take me back. Like it was just too embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And that that was a, the the biggest thing of where everything comes down to it. That's just acceptance of what you are and who you are. Mm-hmm. Which sounds a lot easier said than done because it's taken me years and I still find things nowadays that I'm like, oh crap. Uh even even getting older, right? As we age, we find 
different features in our face, right? Wrinkles and stuff like that. And you got to be okay with all that. You got to right. you got to be a, a, a set, uh, be able to accept Bald, baldness. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it 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 happens. But that means you got high testosterone though, so that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's it's things like that that you have to. That's the whole Monday thing for me. Uh, a lot of people. Like to do the ungrateful for thing, where they'll just write down what they're what they're grateful for. Other people like to meditate, and and it all works. Mm-hmm. In the end, it's really just for me being self aware and, and real recognizing the the things that you do wrong, and the things that you do right, and trying to fix the things that you do wrong to not do them again, mm-hmm. and just try to be a better human. Um, when me, I have two little girls, and when my second little girl was born. That was kind of like the epiphany moment for like, shit. Like I gotta do something with my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't. I can't just sit here and wait to die. I, if it was just me, it's one thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a dad growing up. I didn't have a father figure. I didn't have any of that. Um, to me, it was it was more. I, I need to set a good example for them. I need to show them that this injury doesn't define me. That this this mental injury doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to keep pushing forward, and we need to be able to continue to, to, to grow as an individual, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, or whatever, because we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes, man. We're, we're going to screw up. For sure. And shit happens. But yep. it's recognizing those mistakes and not blaming it on anybody else because mm-hmm. it's really easy to say, oh, it's not my fault. It's somebody else's fault, which yep. is what the average human does. Mm-hmm. And that, that sucks because you're, you're never going to improve as a human like that. And, no. and I'm, not, I'm not trying to inspire anybody. I'm not trying to be one of those... Uh, Instagram, you know, uh, uh, model like trainers or whatever. To me, it's more about self awareness and, and recognizing what it is that that you need to work on and, and being uh, fully understanding of it and doing something about it, right? So to me, it's not just about like if, if I if I go into a new endeavor and I'm really passionate about it, I'm not just gonna say, "Oh, I want this, I want this." If it's a physical endeavor, if, if it's something I need to like get in shape for and stuff like that. I'm not going to say I want to get to that level, but here I am eating cake, eating, yeah. you know, crap or, or saying, Hey, I'm vegan, but I'm eating Oreos. I'm eating, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. Because in the end, like my goal is to be able to get to where, uh, whatever goal I set. So when, I, when I set something, uh, and I don't like to really use the word goal. I, I think that that's out there because I'm being able to get home today is a goal. Right. So, right, I mean, right. it, it's just, it, it's just a very, it adds a lot of stress, mm-hmm. right? Right, and and I, I try to be as stress free as possible because yeah. when I get stressed out, that's when like shit hits a fan for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when when I go and venture into a new endeavor and I'm really intrigued and I want to be able to get to the highest possible level or do uh, let's say I want I want to you know deadlift a thousand pounds, mm-hmm. right? Let, let's something like that. What I'll do is I'll kind of break down what it's gonna take to to get to those a thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. So not only am I looking at, okay, whatever we are going to add five pounds, five pounds or whatever, like the whole 10% thing, it works. I use it heavily, For sure. but most importantly with me, it would be a seated deadlift. So I, I tend to figure out like what muscles am I using to be able to deadlift? What, what is it that I need to strengthen? Because there's always going to be a flaw. And we were talking about this, just being a personal trainer itself. You always find like the, the either one, the, the, the moment where they fail, which is what you want, because that gives you an idea of of what you're going to work program. on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, or two, you see uh, just by their movement where, where there's re- their restrictions are and you work on, on working on the restrictions. Mm-hmm. So I do the same thing with whether, let's say, powerlifting right? or, or sorry, um, deadlifting. 
I'll figure out like what muscle groups are used and what movements. So if, if you look at deadlifting, especially sitting down, you drop, in, in my case, I drop even lower. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I'm going to think of is I need to strengthen the crap out of my lower back and hammies and, mm -hmm. and my glutes because pretty much the whole posterior chain. But at the same time, I'm bracing with the front of my legs. So I need to be able to like work on driving down. Mm -hmm. I need to be able to work on my grip because that's going to be crucial. So I, I just slowly kind of like break down all the little things that it takes to be able to do one proper deadlift. And most importantly, work on, on form and stuff like that. Yeah. I've never considered doing it from sitting down. Like you just, you basically described what I would do for my deadlift. Hammies, glutes, lower back. Yeah. But the fact that you're sitting down just you're, changes. You're using your core so a whole much. lot more. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, so with me, uh, because of my disability, my right leg is, uh, is paralyzed from the knee down, but my left leg is fine. With somebody that doesn't have any use of the lower body, it would literally be from the hip up mm -hmm. and depending on their trunk uh, on, their, on their control. So some people, depending on where they got shot or injured on the spine, they, they have no trunk control. So that means uh, if you guys have seen some guys in wheelchairs, they sit pretty much. Where their lower back's kind of Exactly. Curved. So their lower back has like, like a permanent like little thing on it. For, and you, you got to keep all that in mind because I, I really enjoy doing the whole adapted personal training, working with just adapted individuals that, that either got hurt in combat or whatever injury and, and really just focus a lot on neuro neuroplasticity because that's your, your body will find a way to compensate for it. Right. But it's also like it's really broad term yeah. because you end up like adapted can mean everything. Somebody missing a hand, somebody missing a leg, uh, lower, lower body weakness, lower leg weakness or upper body. Or you could have like some sort of neurological problem where your whole body is just weak right mm -hmm. and then you have people with, with spina bifida that have use of certain things but they have to use them a different way and you got to be able to adjust to all those things so to me that blows my mind and that's what made me fall in love with it yeah. but it wasn't something i was planning on doing just kind of right. landed there and that's normally what it is that, that i i tend to look at depending on what it is that they're trying to accomplish it is i'll kind of break down what it's going to take for them to accomplish that yeah a lot of times it's just somebody trying to get in shape. So it's not very difficult. I can't say it's generic because it's not your average human, but it's not, it, it, it's, if you, if you need to drop weight, we're going to start with your diet. We're going to start with your water consumption and you're going to start doing a bunch of cardio till you love it. Yeah. That's really, that's really where it starts. Dude, you're like, um, we were just at the river a while ago. We always go to the river before these things and kind of clear our heads a little bit before we come into these recordings. And we were literally just talking about, uh, the phrase I use came from a, one of my mentors, um, always use death as your advisor, right? Like if everything that you do, death is like right over your left-hand shoulder. I know this went from training to like something way deeper, <laughs> yeah. but, but I got to say this before I forget. If death is always over your left shoulder and you know he's there staring you down, like everything you do is going to be done with a one rep max for quality. Purpose, yeah. Everything matters, right? And like... You're, I spent one day outside my gym for about an hour with you. Yeah. Right? I, was, I was starving, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah I was starving. It was cold out there. It was kind of raining. I just finished uh, swimming, and that's the only thing I could do. And uh, they had just gotten me my meals. And yeah. I was going to eat, and you hit me up. And it was like, I realized, like, oh, it's been like an hour. Dude, we were out there for a hungry. minute, yeah. bro. And then yesterday, you know, you came through and did the ice bath with us. And just the little amount of time that, that I've gotten to spend with you, man. Like you really seem to live with death as your advisor and for justifiable reasons, right? Death almost got you, right? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's your motivating factor for where you're going now, but it just really seems like I hear this, like, you know, this tragic thing that happened to you. And now you're talking about your two girls that you're living for. Like, yeah, I know you said you weren't here to inspire anybody, bro. But <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck well, me, thanks, dude. Man. Uh, to like, me, it's more about like what I do between now and the day that I die. I, I don't, yeah. I, we don't know when it's going to happen, right? right. It, it's something that's just going to happen. It can happen any minute. So to me, my 20s were really rough. I didn't get to live my 20s. I didn't, I didn't, it, there was really dark uh, times. And ever since I had my kids, it, it's really important since then to know what it is that I'm going to do from then to now mm-hmm. or to the day that I, that I die, right? Uh, I was reading something. I think I was either reading or something or listening to a podcast. And they said, when you die in your gravestone, you have two, two numbers, the day, the day you were born and the day you died. But the most important thing in those two numbers is the one in the What's middle. In between? Exactly, yeah. and that 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 that's relatable to me because I really feel like feel like I threw away my my twenties, and there was good moments in my twenties. It was fun and stuff like that. It's just I I just feel like I could have done a whole lot more, mm-hmm. and you got to let that stuff go. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, since my kids were born and it was kind of an eye opener, it, it's more about like what am I going to do now? I I need. I don't get to see them very often. They live five hours away from me. I, I'm seeing I'm seeing them grow through a, through a phone, through a mm-hmm. screen, which is better than nothing because uh, you know back in the day there was an, there wasn't anything like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Uh, but but if there's anything that I can do is that one, you know, we don't give up. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's if you can't figure something. I love that about my oldest man. Like it's little things like whistling, or tying her shoes. Mm-hmm. She it takes her a while to figure things out. Like, like you try to explain things to her as thoroughly as possible, but it still won't click. It's almost like it has to click to her on her own. Mm-hmm. But I've told her her name's Cammy, and I've told her many times. Like, the thing that I love about you is like you don't give up. Like she just learned how to whistle, and she was trying and trying and trying, and she couldn't figure it out. But see, that's the thing. She kept trying and trying, and like now you hear little, little, little chirps coming out. It's like there it is, yeah. there it is. It's coming, and she called me super proud and told me, "Hey, I just want to show you what what I did," and I don't know. And that's cool. I, I looked at her and I was like, yeah, you know, that's 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 exactly what I love. And that's exactly what I want to be able to, to influence. Right. And uh, to emulate, too. I think there's a lot to learn, like, in our personal lives from that. You know what I mean? Like, as a, as adults, we, we tend to, like, shy away from learning these new skills and, and then, like, running to somebody whenever we learn them. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'll do it, like, if it's something small, like juggling or, or playing harmonica or something like that after I, like, nail a riff. I'll come running to my wife and be like, look, like, check this See, out. That's you know? awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I think that's important for us to like keep in mind, you know what I mean? As and and then for me, like death is my advisor in the same way. You know what I mean? Like, um, if if I because I've that's kind of what we were talking about, is I've recently started looking at death like as I'm probably gonna die today. Instead of like, oh, I could die today, or like I could die this way or that way, you know. You you shifted into like I'm probably gonna die today, so like I'm gonna I'm gonna get my shit handled, kind of. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. How can and I be as productive ha- as ha- possible before I die? And I'm gonna have fun yeah, doing yeah. it, like fun. having that peace about it while you're oh, while man, you're doing that, that's, it. That's yeah. that's so important. Sometimes I I get so tunnel visioned, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just focusing, 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 and but then it spirals. Like yeah, it turns yeah, into like well, a negative the, spiral. <laughs> the the guy that runs the t- the the, the sled hockey team that I play, and he'll tell me he's like, dude. You play better when you have fun. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, damn it. Like, and I start, I just start having fun, man. Yeah. But it's just, for me, I, I just, 
I've, I've set a, a really high expectation for it for myself. Mm-hmm. Now, not not for anybody else. Not not uh, to be able to um, outshine anybody or anything. It's more like I, for me to continuously get better. But I've never played hockey in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And when when I lost my, I used to I used to cook for a living. I used to be a chef, or I want to say chef. I, I like to use the term cook. I, I'm not. I don't like titles that, that make you feel like empowered and stuff right yeah. so I, I to me it's like I, don't call me coach call me Ivan or mm-hmm. you know anything like that or to me it's just I'm Ivan man like that's it you know mm-hmm. uh, but I used to cook for a living and then my, my career went went uh, down the road because Social Security screwed me with like $80,000 of overpayment that I had to pay back uh, that's when me and my ex got split up so all of a sudden, I go from having something that I'm truly, truly passionate about. Like, I, if there's anything that I'm going to die doing this after my adventures going on right now, it's going to be food. I, I love I love food. I fell in love with the art of fine dining because it takes so much skill to be able to add so much flavor to things. Uh, it takes a lot of, like, thinking and, and a lot of science. Yeah. So, to me, food is, like, truly my the thing that I feel like I want to do for the rest of life. It's not my calling. Mm. It's not, it's not like, my, my, my next purpose. But it's something that I truly feel like I want to be able to give it everything I got. Right, dude. You told me something the other day, man. I was just like, "Fuck yes, man." <laughs> First of all, when you started talking about like you started going like off the reservation about like changing the molecular structure of yeah. the foods and <laughs> yeah, this man. and this, and I'm like, dude, I fucking love this guy. <laughs> it's okay. So, and you said something to me the other day about um, uh, people in the whole chicken and broccoli thing, and it reminded me of something that I've told people quite a bit. It's like, um, people say, oh, salads are boring. And I'm like, nah, salads aren't boring, bro. You're you, boring. Yeah, you're making it boring. Yeah, dude, that's up to you. And, and, and you know, you said something like, you know, I can make chicken and broccoli 27 different ways, bro. Uh-huh. I can make it taste, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if I use the exact, it was chicken and something. But uh, the, the way you said that, it reminded me of the salad thing. I'm like, yeah, dude. You can. Oh, we're talking about carrots. Herbs oh, and spices. Yeah, we're talking stuff. about carrots. And I think I said that. I can, I can make you something with simply carrots mm-hmm. and I could cook the carrots seven to eight different ways right, right. and layer them all together and make a cake. And when you take a bite, you're going to have an explosion of flavor in your mouth. Now the main ingredient is a carrot, but you're accenting it, the, the, the natural flavors of the carrot with everything else that you're using, meaning the way you cook it, the way you, you marinate it, the, the way you, you prepare it mm-hmm. because food is not just, it's not, it's not just the way it tastes. So food is the, the way it smells, the way it, it, it uh, feels in your mouth. You want to have texture in there. If it's A lot of people don't like onions. Why don't they like onions? Because texture. It's mm-hmm. really just a texture thing. Right. But you can add, I mean, any broth that, that, you, that you have, any soup, it's going to have onion. Mm-hmm. But you remove the onions to be, it's just for, for flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so normally when people have a bad experience with eggs, uh, eggs are really fragile. So you can go from having a really nice experience with eggs, where it, it's it's uh, almost it almost looks cheesy, but it's just cooked the the French way, to where you leave on leave it on on the stove for a little bit too long and you're eating rubber, and no, all of a sudden people don't like eggs. Mm-hmm. So it, it's all about really understanding how everything works, understanding your heat and stuff like that, and being able to incorporate as much flavor as possible without sacrificing the quality of the ingredient. Because in the end, what you're trying to make shine is the ingredient. You're trying to make whatever it is that you're cooking. Uh, come through so I can't I can't cook um, let's say I can't cook broccoli but I wanted to taste like uh, like carrots mm-hmm. 
right? Because then you're completely avoiding what it is that broccoli naturally tastes like. Mm. If I use an oil, if I use anything like that, I'm, I'm really trying to dive into like what it is that I'm tasting. Am I, am I tasting nuttiness? Am I tasting sweetness? Am I tasting what is it that, that, that it needs to add? Because when you balance food out, sweet, sour, salty, bitter, umami, texture, and a little bit of spice, your brain's naturally going to want more. Mm-hmm. right so what you do is you work with the ingredient itself every ingredient that you take a bite of and and try it it's actually pretty fun uh they, they, they used to make us do this before when i was going to culinary school you try the ingredient and really like what are you tasting you smell it and you try it and what are you tasting and all of a sudden yeah it, it's 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 a carrot but you taste a carrot and then you get a natural sweetness you get uh you know, a, a little bit of saltiness at the end uh you, you get a nuttiness or, or whatever right mm-hmm. like because Depending on uh, we we live in a, in a really economical like uh, time where we just go to the grocery store and grab carrots if we want easy. carrots, but that's not the way it works. Right. When something is in season, the the best way to describe that is berries. Have you ever had strawberries in the win- in the in the summertime, and then have them when they're actually in season, and then have them in the wintertime? Yeah, yeah. huge difference. Huge. Nine day, yeah. Have you guys ever had uh, have you guys ever been around peaches, when when like a peach tree when when it's blooming. You could smell those peaches from a block away. Mm. They they sell they sell peaches at H E B every single day. Right. You can't smell anything though. Right. And you taste it. It's water. Mm-hmm. A tomato, man. A tomato is so sweet. We were talking about this. Yep, a tomato yep. is so sweet when it's right off the vine. So sweet, it's almost like sugary. Mm-hmm. Yet you go to H E B and get a tomato, and it's just water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. I mean, I mean, it helps us to be able to uh, survive and and be able to consume some sort of vegetables and stuff like that. But in the end, we'll, we'll we're what I like to do is work with whatever's local, especially if I grow it myself, mm-hmm. and really just let that ingredient shine. Yeah. In the summer, uh, getting uh, tomatoes, mozzarella, getting garlic, and just making a bruschetta with a really good olive oil, mm-hmm. bro, mm-hmm. like all day, mm-hmm. all day. That, I believe that feeding somebody is one of the biggest signs of love that you can show somebody. Oh, actually, like, it is, man. Finding that those nutrients. And it that is. Love. It is. It's. It's like. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of guys, like guy friends, right? I recently said, okay, I'm going to give dating a try and stuff like that because I purposely try to avoid dating. And a lot of my guy friends are like, dude, you can have any girl you want. You know how to cook. It's like, mm. yeah, that's cool and all, but that's <laughs> what I have to offer, man. Right. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's what I have to offer. So when, when I'm going to cook something for somebody, if it's a friend, it's one thing. But if, if I'm going to cook for somebody, I'm showing – I'm pretty much letting them know my background, mm-hmm. where I came from, uh, what flavors I love, uh, what my life... I mean, I, I'm, I'm telling you a story with There's it. There's like an intimacy to it. Yeah, to me, at least mm-hmm. to me, there is. Mm-hmm. Um, to, I normally try to find out what it is that their favorite food is or, or what it is that they love and, and try to go after that. Mm-hmm. And you can tell me a million things that it's amazing, this and that, and blah, 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 blah. What I look at is... I feel the energy and just look at look, look at the emotion behind it, man. Mm-hmm. Like I know when I hit the nail in the head, it's like I got him, and, and that's like <laughs> yeah. the best feeling in the world, man. That, like when you can like really bring memories with food to somebody. Mm. Oh man, dude, it, it, it's to me that that's why I, it takes so much work and so much dedication. But you know, man, it, to me in the end, seeing that person satisfied for those few minutes. So worth it's it. It's huge. So worth it. And we're doing this thing with I think I mentioned at these community gardens that uh uh we're starting to we're, we're starting one here soon. He's got a farm at Marion. Nice. He's about Oh, you live in Marion? Yeah. Marion. Yeah, me too. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you know where you're gonna be getting your food from. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and Jazz is getting involved as well with some of our other buddies. And um 
man, I don't think like regardless of age, race, gender, whatever, whatever differences people have, the one thing that I know for sure that people have in common is food, bro. Number one, because we need it. But everybody likes a good ass meal, bro. Yeah, and coffee. And coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love coffee. I I love coffee. The whole world shares coffee. That's like the biggest thing in the morning. So what do you what do you uh, have in common? I have coffee. Yeah. That, that's like the one thing for me that, that's huge. But food, you're exactly right. Right. And so like, I don't know, man, like we could easily jump off of this gardening thing could take a whole freaking three hours. But but it, it, like that's a way, you know, with us and then with Sandy, who's another person that we're doing the community garden with and her husband, Drew, um, a way to bring people together. No, and that's awesome, uh, man. I mean, you inspired me to, to get all that going again because – when when I was when I was married, I, I my my ex said that she needed a uh, an, a getaway and escape and just something to give her a break, mm-hmm. right? And uh, let, let let me clarify something because <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to make her sound like, like a monster. She's not. Yeah, of course. We're, we're just we're just not we're not compatible. That right. that's really it. We we grew apart and, and there's different uh, perspectives on life and, and that that's fine I, I i life happens yeah uh there, there's there's some some issues and stuff like that but i'm not trying to make her sound like a monster because I, sure. I myself i'm not perfect but i ended up making her a garden i had one two i had 10 i made 10 raised beds mm-hmm. and i mean i literally made this from scratch i removed all the soil i brought in all soil myself i researched soil i, I bought a book called timmy with microbes i did a bunch of research uh, did everything I could to be able to give her the best possible escape mm-hmm. and, and how to create that escape. Because you think of a garden in, in, in movies and you think about, about these things that are uh, growing a- around you and stuff like that. And it, it pretty much, you feel really secluded from the world. Mm-hmm. So I ended up uh, doing everything I could, man, to, to do all that. I, I, I built two beds. I was like, all right, that was a little work, but definitely can be done. Mm-hmm. Now I live on a slope on top of a hill. So I had to like really uh, to be able to level them out, like dig in or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just saw it as a workout. So I was like, oh, man, I'm just yeah. going to work out, you know, and, and get my back going or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I started with two beds. Then I did four. Then I did uh, that six. Then I did two more. And then I did two smaller ones for corn and uh, sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. So I had 10 beds total. And I had on the left side, I, I made it to where I just churned the soil there. With really, really good compost, mushroom compost, mm-hmm. uh, threw in a bunch of worms, a bunch of azomite, which is uh, powdered minerals, mm-hmm. in every single bed. And then in front of that, there's a, uh, a sidewalk or a little a little thing to be able to get around. And then on the other side, there's soil again, and right right connected to my to my uh, uh, to my house. And there, I did a thirty foot bed of just herbs, mm-hmm. all herbs. Yep. So I, I I went like as far as I could to be able to. Just provide a good garden. And don't get me wrong. I was intrigued by, by the, the science behind it because mm-hmm. everybody says you need a, a green thumb. And I, I, I disagree with that. I think you so need a brown thumb. It, it's, it's all about the soil. It's yep. all about having yes, really good dude. quality soil. Bro, you just said a brown thumb. <laughs> I love that. It's bro. true. Man. Why, dude? Yeah. I'm brown. <laughs> dude. Well, my, I'm all my, brown. my mom is a, like, she's like super active on plants. She still like makes a living selling plants and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's something I was brought up with. She When I was a kid, she just had, made me like get the peat moss and flip it over. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously hate it as a kid, right? Yeah. But it's just something that kind of was instilled in me. It's, it's something that she still does up to this day. She has like this huge like Facebook group that uh, it's like mainly for Latin uh, Latin people and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, I don't know how many thousands all over the world that just post plants and stuff like that. And they trade. Yeah. So it's just something that that has always been like an upbringing of me. Mm -hmm. And I I had tomatoes going, man. I had kale. I had uh, sugar snap peas. Never made it in the house because you just eat them right outside. Mm -hmm. I had every possible heirloom vegetable. I have my seed bank is like a shoebox full of seeds. That's awesome. And it was uh, all heirloom vegetables. Uh, I did not do anything but heirlooms. Uh, And... uh, Carrots, oh, those things were so fun to grow, man. They just mm-hmm. take up too much space, but they're yeah. so fun to grow. And the crazy thing about carrots is when you pull a carrot, a fresh carrot, it instantly stains your fingers. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing about it. That, that's how, how much, like, stuff is in them. And that's all nutrition. That, that's that's yeah, all that yeah. your body's going to turn into energy, man. Yeah. So we have to supplement with vitamins and stuff like that. Why do all that when instead you could just supplement the soil with the stuff that you need and then just eat which yeah. is exactly what we were... Damn, you're speaking my language. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what we're doing, man. So I fell in love with it. Uh, to me, it, it was something that, oh, man, it has to be good soil. It has to be the right compost. It, have to, it has to be the... the the right consistency. That's your foundation, man. It is. Without that, you can't do anything. Right. And that's what I learned from our good buddy, Andre Miller, who's taught me just tremendous amounts about soil. Colin Mitchell's another guy. We've had him on here on the podcast. Um, It's like, dude, I don't, I don't want to sound like I don't care about the plant because I do. But what I really care about is the soil. Then you don't have to worry about the plant. Then I don't have to worry about the plant. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, I'm kind of, I feel like, I kind of beat a dead horse a lot of times because I brag so much on what Andre Miller's doing up in Oregon. But, like, bro, he doesn't water. He doesn't water anything. But he shows up to farmer's markets with more yield than the rest of the farmers because he understands soil so much better. Yes, dude. And so... I don't know, dude. Like the soil, I love that. You gotta have a brown thumb, you know. Like, yeah, it's true, man. It's like so like because in the end, it, it it's people say that that the, the plants are dying, the plants are this when they have plants inside. What are they normally using? Peat moss. Mm-hmm. Dude, let me tell you something else I learned, bro. Um, you maintain a good, high quality soil, and you're able to maintain moisture levels in that soil via like wood chips or yeah, you know whatever. So mulch, mulch is, is right. a bit, yeah, a fat mulch bed. What ends up happening is, is you end up with a food product that has an incredibly high nutrient profile, right? Versus a plant that's been watered every freaking day because like the soil is not right. Then over here, I end up with a water laden food. So what I've learned through Colin is that uh, like in, and I'm going to have these numbers fucked up, but to eat, to get the same amount of nutrients out of a certain food product, let's just say it's spinach or say it's a carrot, to get the same nutrient amount of nutrients out of that carrot today as you did back in like 1940, you have to eat like six to seven times the amount of those that carrot. That's insane. So it's like, hell yeah, right now we need supplements, right? <laughs> like, but no, we don't need supplements. We need to go to the base. We need to go back. We need to rewind a little bit. We need to create better quality foods. And there's and if we keep depending on governments and grocery stores and these like big scale, like monocropping, like farmers to do that for us. Like, we're just going to be, we're going to continue spinning our wheels. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think a lot of things are done with the right heart in place. Intention. Yeah. Uh, GMOs. That that's, that's exactly what would happen. It was supposed to help a a lot of areas that struggle with water, especially Africa and stuff like that. However, I I feel like when the bigger organ, uh, like, like, uh, corporations tend to take over because they see a profit they say fuck all this we're gonna make it as 
profitable as possible. Mm -hmm. And GMOs and Monsanto go back hand in hand because of exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, you you look into like what GMOs are doing and stuff like that. A lot of people start saying that it, they're meant to to help us be better and stuff uh, as far as growing and crops and, and just nutrition. But why are we so malnourished as, as humans right, right. now? Why is there a, an increase in disabilities when they're being born? Mm -hmm. uh, why is there an increase in cancer? And, and that, that's the thing. A lot of things that, that society has done for us, they're done in the right intention. Mm -hmm. But it gets to the point where it's not about is it safe for you anymore. It's mm -hmm. more about how can we make more profit. Yeah. And mm -hmm. whether it's America or any greed, greed is going to end up finishing us, man, because mm -hmm. like – it's good. It's so crazy. Can Jazz? Can you really quickly repeat, like, yeah, what you were talking about at the river? Earlier? Yeah, we were talking about this at the at the river. Um, we were talking talking about um, how, like, in ancient Egypt, uh, that's where like the barter system began, Started, kind yeah. of right. Like, so it would be like I would bring my chicken or my ten chickens to get a, one goat from you, and then um, whenever that wasn't always like convenient, the Egyptians created. Uh, like a coin so it was like hey i'm gonna give you my 10 chickens but you can give me a coin for this goat and you can hang on to the goat and whenever i'm ready for the goat or whenever that transaction oh, cool. is like needs to take place we have this coin that represents this deal kind of and it was like a man-to-man -man, like honor true honor system but then you that's whenever like the i guess the evil and men like takes over and people start collecting the coins and, and holding them against people and, and uh then you have this system of debt and then like the coin loses its value over time whenever they start painting it with silver you know yeah. what i mean and it starts becoming all this a totally arbitrary thing where really the wealth is in those in that transaction me giving a service and like a product to you that that i spent time in and you know like brings value to you but then it, it becomes about these arbitrary coins or tokens and now it's about these arbitrary like numbers in your bank account but that's mm -hmm. what rules our lives you know what i mean and then yeah yeah and and we were talking about how like kind of the way if, if you're trying to live this life of like self-awareness and um and self-improvement and all this stuff like it's easy to let monetary things uh like the fear of of, of monetary or materialism kind of like cloud you you know what i mean it, it can it can really like pull it's it's kind of like that's that resistance if if you will the the thing that kind of starts to cause that self-doubt and the shame and stuff and it's like makes you question what you're doing if if it's even the right thing because they want you to chase those tokens yeah. you know that yeah, number that's what you're being stuff. told but it, it it goes against everything that's inside of our, like our being you know what i mean our true essence and i think like you went back to like Oh, let's go back to the 1940s f to look at like food quality. I think uh, it goes back goes with anything. Like the farther back we look in like ancient technologies and teachings and stuff, the more truth that we find. The, the less like convoluted it becomes by man's um, evil, like greed and mm -hmm. lust and and all these different things. And like like a lot of the practices you say, like your self self improvement, self awareness stuff. A lot of that sounds like it comes from like stoicism and like greek philosophy and all like all these things in the past and and i think that's what a lot of us are doing now is like looking to the past for these for for truth you know what i mean you know what's crazy about this dude and tell we me realize this is all kind of bullshit you yeah. know like, what's, tell, tell me what you think about this 
um, like you're, we, we talk about going, cause I've said this forever too, man. That's so, that's why we're here together because we all believe we all kind of feel the same way about things, but it's like, Oh, you want nutrition advice? Why don't you just go back 1500 years? Because guess what? They weren't dying of cancers back then. They yeah. weren't dying of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, right? But what's crazy to me is, is you've got these science book kind of Bible thumper, right? The science book thumpers. They just refuse, dude. It's like, no, progress forward, progress forward, progress forward. And I'm like, dude, I get that, bro. I get this whole idea of like, yeah, we, we, we're, we are evolving. We're constantly evolving forward. We're pushing forward, whatever. But the, which, which, it's like sometimes I feel like people are trying to outrun evolution, Chasing the end. Yeah, dude. That you, Exactly. That's a, such a good way of putting it. Chasing the end. And it's like, you're going to sit here and get semantical with me about these stupid-ass arbitrary science projects that happened three, four, five years ago. You're not even concerned about what's happening right now. Like, Andre said this to me one time, dude, and, and, and think of this on its deepest level. The only thing science has ever done is proven to work. Proven's a past tense word. Yeah, that, that's the whole po point of science is for a man, like a person to come up with an idea and then he goes as far out of his way as possible to prove that that idea is correct, to right. push his agenda. Right. And then you have a, the problem of a select handful of people controlling what science is and mm -hmm. who can be accepted into the science like realm, I guess. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, And I think that's why, that's what's great about living in today now is like, boom, there's all this information and it's a free-for-all. Mm. And like we can, the individual can decide what is truth. You don't, uh, it doesn't have to be censored by TV networks or publications, you know, like we have YouTube now, you know what I mean? Or, <laughs> or like there's, there's all these re new resources that, mm -hmm. that used to be filtered, you know what yeah. I mean? So now there's people out there. It's funny like, you say YouTube. Look, look at like the whole university thing, YouTube university, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But how many people are like starting to realize school isn't where it's at anymore yeah. mm -hmm. yep. it, 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 it's it, to, to me it's it's about challenging my mind mm -hmm. i have severe adhd i i i'm like always like squirrel you know it, yeah. it, it's something that to me I, I struggle with the best sleep that i have is when i challenge my mind and people are like you do so many things it's because i gotta keep it i gotta keep it to where me challenging my mind is i guess in my perspective my way of meditating mm -hmm. whether i'm playing the guitar or what whether I'm in my wood shop building something. Uh, Tapping into those flow states. Yeah, it, and it's, it's crazy because I think I, I was telling you guys yesterday, it's crazy because I, I can tell when my mind starts racing again when I'm playing the guitar because all of a sudden I'm playing, everything's flowing, and then I start thinking in my head, yeah. I screw up. I'm like, mm. like what happened, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so so to me, it, it's more about like relaxing the brain, and, and, and that's, that's huge to me because if not, man, I'm like going 100 miles per hour. That creates anxiety, mm -hmm. and before you know it, I'm I struggle with sleep, and I'll be laying in bed tired as hell, mm -hmm. but I can't go to sleep mm -hmm. because I'm like making sure all this stuff's happening, Th things fall through, and I've learned to 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 expect it, and believe it or not, that helps a lot, yeah. <laughs> because before it was if when I again self awareness every week, every month, every year, right, but when I started in this journey of like just being like self aware who I am and things that I do. Uh, if you look at my at my calendar, everything is is kind of okay. I got to do this, 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 but then there's gaps in between. Whether it's a drive to Austin or it's a gap for me to get a workout in or or anything like that. And then when one of those main things would fall through, like this morning, I was supposed to, like I told you, I was supposed to do two hours, two to three hours of of recordings for the nonprofit and stuff like that. 
now it, it, it's the, uh, everything fell through like at seven in the morning when we were supposed to meet up. Or at least I woke up to the text saying, hey, man, I'm not going to be able to make it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I don't have a camera guy. And it, it, it's it's a nonprofit that, that I'm really passionate about because of the message that they're bringing through. Who are they? Uh, it's called the Catch a Lift. Uh, they, they, uh, so I came across them by, by a mutual friend recommended me. And I looked and I, I think I put in like for an equipment grant. And they normally wait like uh, normally like about a year to make sure you're serious about it because uh, there's so many vets that just say they want something. You know, again, mm-hmm. it's the whole I want something but not willing to work. Mm-hmm. So they want to make sure that you're committed to it. And uh, I put uh, they, they give you the option. You either get an equipment grant or you get a gym membership for a year. And they want to make sure that you're some sort of progress. You don't have to lose a lot of weight. Uh, we, we, there's a platform where you can keep up and kind of see the progress of the person. You got to submit uh, pr- progress and stuff like that. And it's not about, hey, I need you to lose 100 pounds in six months or anything like that. It's more about making sure that you're actually uh, putting in some sort of effort, whether it's once a week, twice a week, which is exactly if some, somebody's never worked out, that's exactly what I'm going to do. It's going to be really slow. We're going to ease into it. And we're going to really just work on the bare minimum. And I totally forgot. I, I applied for them and everything. All of a sudden, I get a phone call. And they're like, hey, this is so-and-so. We'll catch a lift. Uh, we, we just approved your grant uh, for equipment. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, like, really confused. Like, what is it? Oh, you submitted, like, like a year ago. And, and oh. uh, we've been backlogged and stuff like that. And then I remembered, so I get these cool little messages, man. And I got to show you all these messages because, believe it or not, some Mondays when, when they're rough, like, it's stupid little, like, quotes that you're like, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. We're, we're, gonna, we're going 100 today. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, with it. Like, yeah. Like, like, yesterday, I mean, man, I could feel, I couldn't even go to sleep because I was like, man, my house is clean. My, my supplements are in order. I got a meal prep. Like, let's go, baby. No fucking excuse. You know, like, mm-hmm. let, let, let's go. That's just how my brain works i guess it's it's psyching myself out for for a good week and a productive week and an effective week because i know that's what it takes Mm -hmm. and they send these little cool things so i you know how iphone does the whole maybe thing so i get maybe lynn i'm like who's lynn (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know a lynn uh but see i mean i'll pass the phone around and you guys can see like the little quotes and there's some really good ones in there that they, they just bring you up at the right time. Yeah, and cool. they ended up hooking me up with a grant. And uh, they, well, what, what do you need? Uh, I, as far as a, a fitness grant, I was like, man, well, I could go with a rack. And I, I mean, I had to think about it. I was like, can I get back to you on that? Because I didn't know like what their budget was for the grant. I didn't know any of that. And at the time, I was training it on it. And we were really focusing on strengthening like, like the... The, the muscles that, that are weaker, and and, and it, it was a great experience. But I was like, well, I mean, I already have a gym. So in my, in my first perspective was, can you guys pay for the gym? But it was for, for equipment. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I have, a two things I have a love-hate relationship with, man, it's the skier and the air bike. Mm-hmm. That freaking air bike, man. When you don't <laughs> use when you don't use your stupid legs, and I say stupid legs because I use it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> And man, but when you don't use that, those legs and you just try to keep a certain pace for, I do like 20 minutes and I'll, I'll say, okay, upper body only, I'll lock in my torso and I'll do, uh, I'll, I'll do 20 miles per hour for 20 minutes, just holding it, Damn holding it, holding so. it. And it doesn't feel like much the first five minutes and, you know, so and so. Anyways, uh, 
Um, so the air bike is normally one of the things. I was like, you know what? I can, I need an air bike. I was like, hey, can you guys hook me up with an air bike? Uh, they hooked me up with an air bike. They hooked me up. Uh, you guys use kettlebells, right? Mm -hmm. Those really heavy kettle, the ones that are like almost two hundred bucks. The the, mm -hmm. the big big oh, ass yeah. ones. So I use them as parallettes now too, because I, oh, I don't really yeah. have a purpose to to lift them all other than like doing push ups and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, Dude, that's so badass. Oh, the the, it, the quotes. Yeah, check this one out. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But whatever you do, keep moving forward. Exactly, bro. It's little things like that. It's like, how does catch a lift, this team that you're on, how does that coincide with the your next part of your journey as far as the Olympics? Talk about that. Well, I, I'm i trying. So We're talking about training. Yeah, so so I keep bringing up training. Uh, I, I uh, when, when everything went downhill for me as far as like I, I – stop working because social security the only way to be able to pay back social security that kind of money was me stopping working and getting on social security so they can take my social security mm. kind of yeah. messed up because yeah. they literally yeah. said there's there's nothing you could have done i mean it's not your fault but you still got to pay it back mm. and it took them nine years to do that but i had to pay it back in like three or something like that uh so <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah so this wasn't like some lump sum no no it was it was like almost eighty thousand dollars over the course of uh, of nine years, holy but shit, bro! Because uh, there's nothing I could have done about it. I had to pay it back in like uh, three years, I think. And if you like divide that. that out, that's something that's easily missed, bro. Because it doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> no, per it's month, like right? two hundred dollars, I think, Dude. or something like that. So the and, only, then, and then now all of a sudden you're obligated. This makes I gotta me pay, mad. Yeah, this oh no, mad. I fought it and I fought <laughs> it and I fought it, and the only thing I could do was literally get back on Social Security to be to, so they can take the check. Damn. And and. I'd be like, bro, payment. you're getting 50 bucks a month. That's what you did to me. Well, no, that's exactly what I told them. <laughs> and they're like, no, you have to pay it back in three years. I'm like, oh, all right. Dude, that's crazy. Bro. Yeah, so that, that happened. And then uh, I got separated. Uh, all of a sudden, I go from, you know, having a, my dream career that I've been. To me, it's not necessarily what I'm doing. It's more about how in love you are with it to where money, money doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more about like you're so passionate about it. And I have finally found it. Uh, and it was like 10 years of figuring it out because I did so many things, man. So many little things. It's like I I, I did professional bass fishing. I, I went to school for music. I, I majored in trumpet. I tried to like tour with the trumpet. And so like, like, as a touring artist, I was like, I can't do that. I, dude, I, I, I had a wood shop to be able to build furniture uh, in commissions. And I was like, people don't want to pay. So there was like all these, a lot of people like, you do a lot. It was more me figuring out like what it was that I am truly passionate and, and having the ability to do that mm -hmm. because a lot of people see the disability as as a curse. I see it as a blessing because I have the ability to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to go all in to try this venture. And if it doesn't work out, it is what it is. I learned something new, mm -hmm. whatever. But if I wasn't disabled, if I, I, if I didn't get shot in Iraq, I still had to work a nine to five. So normally the way you work on your passion when you have a job like that is you work on it on the side you get mm -hmm. maybe what like one or two hours and that's mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. right and and you end up saying well you, you end up like saying i can't do this or whatever but i'm pretty lucky to to be able to say hey i'm gonna go all in on this and give it my try you know even from the gardening to to everything that i've done because when, when i when i am intrigued by something i like learning mm -hmm. and uh, you will see me i have probably like the, those 32 quart totes at, that you get at walmart mm -hmm. i have like four or five of them full of books, man, in my attic that are like making my roof sag. Because like, <laughs> to me, that's the best way to learn. It, it's, it's not, I'm not, I'm not saying I read all the time. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that a book a week or whatever. But if I'm intrigued by something, if I want to learn, like I'm going to do something about it. I'm not going to say I want to learn this. Mm -hmm. And that's what 
everything comes down to. So, and, and that's with everything that happened, uh, all of a sudden I go from all that to losing my, my, my job that I'm truly passionate about, not having my two little brats running around the house. My, my, silence, man. Silence is scary sometimes because, mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I can see myself getting, getting going back to the dark place. I was going out drinking by myself, driving drunk. Like, I didn't care. And it, it was reliving my 20s again. And that, that, that's really what my 20s were. It, it, it's like I, I didn't care if I died. I didn't care. Like, I just, why the fuck am I still here? Right. And uh, whatever purpose I'm still here for it. Great. And I've learned to come out of that. So I didn't want to come come into that place again. The thing is, I put the brakes on it. I stopped and I was like, yo, I need to do something about it. Like, I, I, I you have kids now. You, 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 you know, you need to be you don't know what, what you're going to do with your life. But if you do something, you're going to fucking do it for your kids because they're the ones that are going to remember you. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that you're setting the example for. And that's literally, my, 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 I have like little little cards that my little girls have made me. Little I love you daddy and stuff like that. That I'll literally go to the Fed, uh, FedEx and get, get them a, a, what do you call that stuff? A one, laminate. Laminate, yeah. I'll get them laminated and stuff just to, to have a constant reminder. You know, that, that's my pur that, that they are my purpose. Right. They're, they're the reason why I'm doing whatever it is that I'm doing. Whether I, I want to go climb Mount Rushmore or, you know, whether I, I want to swim across across the ocean Whatever it is that I do, I, I give it my all because, one, my mom raised me, always telling me that if you're going to be a trash picker, you're going to be the best fucking trash picker there is. Take mm -hmm. pride in whatever it is that you do. Because in the end, you got to take pride in it or else you're going to, yeah. you're never going to succeed, right? My grandfather was a Ford Air Observer in the Marine Corps during Korea, and um, he used to tell me this. I said I preface that because Marines all seem to have the same type of attitude when it yeah. comes to life. Uh, they definitely instilled it, yeah. Dude, they, yeah. It, it well, was, I mean, he told me one time, to play off what you just said, he's like, I don't give a shit if you're cutting someone's lawn with a pair of fucking scissors. You take pride. Hell you yeah. cut that lawn better than anybody in, you know, in the world, man. Hell yeah. He, he dude, from a very young age, dude, he was always telling me that kind of stuff, dude. Yeah. So yeah, man. So uh, th those are the, the Marine Corps doesn't define who I am, but it, it definitely added a huge chapter in my life. It's it's almost like one of those chapters leading on to the climax of the, of the book, right? Because it, without the Marine Corps, man, I, I wouldn't have had structure. I wouldn't have had yeah, I uh, discipline. I wouldn't have, it, it would have been like, ah, whatever. However, it was also kind of dangerous because I was falling into the whole, it's civilians, it's not me. It, it's mm. kind of thing. And like I said, it's your responsibility and it's your job to be able to get out of that and say, hey, you know what? They, civilians didn't go to war. Uh, they didn't force me to go to war. So it's my job to learn how to be able to cope with civilians again. It might be a little bit different now, mm -hmm. but I need to learn how to be able to like fully understand the the average world and, and cope with it. Because if not, you're going to have a freaking heart attack by the age of 30 or 40 years old, man. Like going crazy. Because if I told you the things that drive me crazy every single day, it'd be insane. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have all that. And then all of a sudden, I don't have my kids. I'm... The, the marriage was pretty much over already anyways. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't too, too bad. Again, she's not a bad person. <laughs> Just right. clarifying on that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, man, I'm, I'm used to waking up, grinding, and, and going, you know. And uh, I was driving. I was working in Austin uh, because they allowed a guy in a wheelchair to actually cook in a kitchen without them being like, oh, he's going to fall or whatever. Mm. Which I have some funny stories about that, too. I'll tell you all later. <laughs> um, but I go from that to nothing. And I'm like, I start drinking, I start going out, I start just uh, 
doing what I was doing when I was in my mid-20s or early 20s, mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And it was just something hit me. I was like, fuck, I can't do this. I can't keep doing this. You know, I one day I think I, I didn't remember getting home. That's how, like, Damn. drunk I got. And I woke up and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, like, like you're, you're already, you just turned 30 years old. Uh, th- yeah, I had just turned 30. And you're still doing the same shit that, that you've done for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, like, what the fuck are you doing? And this is literally me arguing with myself in the fucking mirror. Like, yeah. like it's literally <laughs> telling myself, like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you fucking... And, and a lot of people will say, you don't put yourself down. I'm not putting myself down. Mm-hmm. It's just how I talk to myself. Putting and, yourself in check. In my, in my head. Yeah. Yeah, in my head. That's how I talk to myself. When I, when I screw something up, I was like, you're a fucking idiot. You've done this 10 times, but you still fucked it. You know, and... and Maybe it's too too real or too raw for some people, mm-hmm. but that's what works for me. Yeah. And I, I kind of just said, like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, I had, like, decided to just say, you know what? Cut everything out. Cut social media out. Cut everything out, man. But, like, like it, w- it was more about you need to, like, really just let things go, man. Like, just you, you get exhausted. You, you Over so many years, you're tired of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was doing that, but... Uh, that's where fitness kind of like came into my life. 29, 30 is where fitness came into my life and just like really said, okay, I need to do something about this because the doctor's like, bro, like you're developing fatty liver disease. Like if you continue to be a fat ass, you're going to die. So how, I was like. How, how fat were you? Uh, Close to 300 with, without, a, without a good leg. I'm almost 6'2". I'm 6'1 and a half. So uh, I, there's a picture on my, on my Instagram. If, yeah, I you've seen it. it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my baby looks tiny compared yeah. to him. I was like, holy shit! It's I was incredible. I was a big boy. Like, but to see you side by side with yourself. Yeah, it's insane, holy isn't shit. it? it it's uh, holy shit. yeah. Right now, like I said, I weighed myself this morning. And I was like 172. Like, fuck yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the goal's like 160. You know how once you start eating normal again, yeah. I say normal because right now I'm obviously on a deficit. But when you start eating normal, you go up uh, like about five. I always tell people there's a five pound window. Mm -hmm. So don't say I want to be 160. Don't say I want to be 170. Say you want to be between 160 and 165, 170, 175. Because that's normally the window you're going to be in. Um, But but yeah, I I just really embarked in fitness. Uh, The first two years, it was just me, me, me. We're working on me, working on me. Uh, I didn't date for like a whole year or even try to date or anything like that. And I hit up this dude, Chris, and I'm like, hey, man. Uh, and it's crazy how that happened. I'll, I'll tell you how it happened, too. Uh, I hit him up, and I'm like, hey, do you have the, the do you guys still have the sled hockey program, which is a sport that I'm playing right now? Because I needed to add more cardio to my life. Again, if I'm embarking somebody in, in a fitness, the first thing I want to tell you is, like, you're going to do cardio, 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 mobility, cardio, mobility. That's all we're going to focus on. I was like, the big weights will come eventually, man, if that's what you want to do, because you don't really need big weights. Um, but I, I found the sports sled hockey. He's like, yeah, man, it's still going on. And, uh, it was a, in a Paralympic year. So all the guys that made the national team were gone and I, uh, got on a sled and stuff like that. And it didn't take that long. And, and Chris is a cool dude. He's, he's really like smart ass about everything. So you gotta really be, be like, ah, oh, you're fucking with me. Kind of, kind of guy, you know, yeah. uh, which is kind of how I am too. Sometimes I gotta tell people, Hey man, I'm being serious. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, stop. Like, I know we fuck around a lot, but right now I'm, be, I'm actually being serious. Yeah. Uh, Pause. Yeah. So listen. <laughs> um, but uh, he's a cool dude, and and uh, I, I remember he, he put me on on the on my first sled because uh, we sit we sit in a sled. So sled hockey is a sport where you use two sticks, and the sticks have uh, picks at the end, and you propel yourself like a skier, mm-hmm. just just like a skier. That's why I use a skier so much. 
and uh, you're balancing on two blades that are normally mine are an inch and a quarter which is about what what you want them at some people have one and a half or two inches depending on their core uh, control and he puts me on a sled and it's like a, he said it's a beginner sled how big were you at this point uh probably like i was uh, like at 200 210 so you'd already started oh yeah 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 i was i was already like embarking towards the end of it uh it was it was more about you know you you can be on a deficit for a long time and then your body will be like bro you need to start eating because you don't have that much fat anymore so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so I was already in that phase where then I had to like really pay attention to my nutrition because it wasn't like I could I could go a day with only eating one meal and I was fine because I had so much fat mm -hmm. at that point it was more like you don't have that much fat anymore so I want to go after your muscle kind of thing that's yeah. the conversation I have with my body that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know my body talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But we ended up doing that, and he puts me on a, on a sled for like a week, and like everything kind of like came back mm -hmm. really quick. And I say came back because I'm about to tell you how everything kind of like just I I don't know if you want if you guys want to believe in the universe or or just 100%. signs or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. But but um, after like a week, he puts me on the the advanced sled, like the 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 one we're gonna go play tournaments in and stuff like that, and. <laughs> I remember I'm on that freaking sled, man, and that's like an inch. I went from like two inches, I think, or like almost three inches on the blades to like an inch and a half. Mm -hmm. So like I'm trying to like shoot, but I can't because I'm dropping. So my disability is really rare. And with this sport, uh, the way you sit on your on your sled, on your equipment, it's really important. So at one point with that sled, I had probably like 10 pounds of freaking foam, man, just building up on the right side because mm -hmm. I had one butt cheek and not the other. Mm -hmm. So just building it up, building it up. you know. So before I knew it, that sled weighed like 20 pounds and I'm <laughs> pushing like a 20 pound sled, but I'm moving, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was me like being ignorant, not understanding like the sport. And there's a lot to the sport because not only is it a sport, it, it's an adapted sport. So when you want to go play hockey, right, you go get some skates, uh, uh, you, you get a stick, you get gloves, a helmet, and let's go play. But when it's adapted sport, you got to understand the adaptations that, that have been created for that sport. And that's kind of how, like, this whole thing started. Um, but it was really cool because I had seen this dude uh, at the CFI. I hadn't seen this guy. So I went to that sport when I first got hurt in 2007. It was a program they offered, and I said, you know what? It'll give me something to do. And I liked it and stuff, but I wasn't in the right head of mind, uh, uh, state of mind, sorry. And I uh, ended up just losing. Actually, I ended up like getting into it with Chris. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I remember just saying, you know what, fuck this, and left all my gear there and just never came back and went about like what's next for me kind of thing, but still not fully dive into it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so I started back in 2007 when it, when it first like started launching and stuff. And there was a couple of guys in the team, uh, Moses, Rico, Chris, uh, Lonnie was the guy coaching. But it was a long time ago, and I didn't play long enough, right? But I still obviously made some friends and stuff like that. And then I'm at the Center for the Intrepid to do, uh, I think I was getting casted for a new brace or something. And I hear somebody say, hey, what's up, man? I don't know what. I turn around, and it's it's dude Rico. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's one of the guys I started with. And he actually ended up, like, uh, sticking with the sport. And he... It's gone to uh, two Paralympics now, has two gold medals and stuff oh, like that. Shit. Yeah, so, I mean, it was really cool because, I, I mean, we started around the same time. I went a different direction, and he stuck with it. And in my head, I was like, you know, like, that's really cool. So that that happened. We, we did, added, you, did you feel like you missed out on something? No, not really. No. Uh, be, because, like, to I, I don't feel like I got, like, that passionate about it at the time. It, it was... Just like they're like, I mean, I'm I'm not kidding, bro. I was like really fucked up in the head. Yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. angry at the world, man. Like I, I hated people. 
I, I, I hate it myself. I hate it like, and I don't use the word hate very often. Right. I, I yeah. to me, it's a, it's a very strong word. Whether you say it joking or anything, like the word the word hate has a really a, aggressive like sound to it. That, strong. Yeah, so I try not to use it. So I can't say that. Uh, I can look back because if you do, you're it's pointless. Yeah. yeah, but it was more like, oh, that that's what's up, you know, kind of thing. Uh, then after that, we add each other on Facebook. Of course, we're not, it's not official unless we're Facebook friends, right? <laughs> <Of course. laughs> that's the way it works. Uh, but uh, I I add them on Facebook and stuff, man. And um, I go to go to Canada for a woodworking seminar with one one of one of the guys I've known for a while, uh, Rob. And Canada's all about hockey. And these dudes were going after after the seminar, so they were going to go go play hockey. And I was like, hockey came up came out again. Yeah. But that was like two or three times, man. Then I come home, and uh, we go and we we're watching the the, the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and in my head, it's like, man, again, I don't know like what my next purpose is, right? But when there's that many signs, I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Screw this. So I I send uh, Rico a message on on, uh, on Facebook. I'm like, hey, man, uh, are you guys still doing the hockey thing or whatever? He's like, yeah, but I moved to Colorado. So that blew my mind. I was like, what are the odds that we haven't even seen each other and you know it was right there to see if I at the right time right yeah. so to me it was like okay I gotta do and he's like yeah I moved to Colorado but uh here's Chris's number hit him up and uh he's still running the program and stuff like that and I I had to like swallow my pride when I called Chris man because like we we left in bad terms yeah. you know so like there I am and I'm, I'm like hey man uh what's up Chris Ivan <laughs> he's like Ivan I was like yeah Ivan he's like Oh, shitty car Ivan. I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy. Here we go. You know, like, right <laughs> here we go away, again. Like, fuck, yeah. man. And I, I'm over here trying to, like, swallow my pride, trying to, like, be an adult, right, or, yeah. or whatever. And I, uh, it was more about, like, hey, let's just do some cardio kind of thing. So I don't know, are you guys still doing the program and stuff like that? He's like, yeah, man, we're still doing it. Here's practice. Well, I'll add you to the text, and and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. It's cool that he was cool with you, though. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a cool dude. I mean, he, he's he's ne- never really had, like a like, a... Never really had a bad thing to say about the guy. To to me, it was more about uh, me not being in the right frame of mind because, yeah. like, I remember one time I wanted to fight him for <laughs> I don't know for what reason. Uh, we were because the the nonprofit Operation Comfort also has like a auto motivation where you can go work on your car. They, now they have a woodworking program for mm-hmm. veteran stuff. Mm-hmm. So they offered that uh, auto motivation, and I ended up getting like a broken down 240SX that I wanted to put an SR20 in and, you know, just work on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think like they had me on all, all these pills, so I couldn't always like fully function. Sometimes like I would have to sleep in the middle of the day. And I was in, in the break room where we chill for the Operation Comfort uh, car thing or whatever. And I, I, I can't remember what the conversation was. So And we got, it got heated and I got pissed. And I was like, well, let's get it. We're going to get into it or whatever, right? And I was like, well, this and that, I couldn't stand up as much at the time and stuff like that. So I'm like, apparently I got like, uh, I puffed out my chest and wanted to fight, right? And all he does, <laughs> this dude just takes a step back. And he's like, oh, he has oh. to do yeah, he's like, okay, fight me. And I was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. you know, so so that's the kind of guy he is, you know. Yeah. But but like, like it, it's good intentions. It's never yeah, been like a, a personal attack. It's never been. And a lot of the stuff that I've learned, it, it's really just asking him, asking, and because I've never played the sport in my life. Yeah. We play uh, uh, in the first season. Which is a Paralympic year, so all the all the Paralympic guys are, are gone. They're uh, they're in, uh, competing in uh, Korea. I th- I think was a, was the last Paralympics, yeah. And they're all gone. So in the league, there was no Paralympic guys. It was all just the guys that didn't make the Paralympic or, or like that that just do it for fun or whatever, right? Got it. And um, 
we, we get to the first game and stuff and and I you know I score a few goals and and I, I'm for, I'm going by by what he's telling me that I'm I'm in the right place or whatever, uh, and then I'm I, I like I started getting hooked man like I start after a week like I, I got hooked right I I like the uh, competition of it and I, I like the that it was physical I, I like that it, it there's a lot of thinking to it, but it, I was also really naive as to how much goes into like trying to make the national the national level the elite level because mm-hmm. there is so much man and especially if you never played it in your life yeah all right so here i am like just trying to learn trying to trying to understand and i think i i, I gave myself like two years and i was like okay well i'm gonna try out twice and if i don't make it and this is me not knowing anything about the sport and all these guys are well you're already in your 30s uh, you know, they don't normally go for older players and this and that. And they're, they're already like, like, you know, bringing me down and I'm like, all right, cool. But, but I'm, I'm like look, watching these games over and over and over. Cause all the games are like on YouTube and stuff. And I'm trying to watch hockey. I'm trying to, uh, Chris said, Hey man, try to play, uh, the NHL 2k thing or whatever. Uh, oh, so you, get an idea so you understand of where you gotta be. Yeah. yeah. And here I am trying to figure this out. I, through the room, I was like, I don't get this. Video games do have a purpose. They, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I couldn't understand it. I just didn't understand. I I, I didn't. I, I up to this point, I still learn something new every day, right? Sure. Um, and, and I gave myself like two years and stuff like that. Uh, he submitted me for like a, a select camp where they select you to uh, go and and uh, skate for a whole week and then trials is right afterwards. And I was like, all right, cool. But it was my very first season, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, you know, I felt pretty good about myself and stuff like that. So I, I think I did good and that and whatnot. Being self-aware, of course. Then the national teams come back. The national team players come back. Oh man, you you want to talk about? You think you're ready? Like fuck Jeez. no, bro. Like you're nowhere near ready. Like yeah. like my whole second season, uh, last season, like I just felt defeated. Like, like completely. Like, I can't even bullshit it. I can't. Like I just felt like no matter what I did, I'm defeated. I'd be like taking some random out of a MMA gym and throwing him in a cage with Alex. Right, yeah. <laughs> just like... So, so yeah, man. So, I, it's just like, all of a sudden, you th- you know, you're scoring and stuff like that. And you go from like, dude, I haven't really had... I call it a cookie, right? I haven't had a cookie in, in a, two games. And the, the one or two cookies that I've had, they're trash. They're, they're, they're trash goals, like a rebound cookie, right? They're not... What's a cookie? A, I find that. A goal. Like a goal. The, the, okay. puck, the puck, the yeah, puck yeah. going in the net. And that's cookie. Uh, and I'm like, all of a sudden I go from like, oh, you're doing good to like, hey, you're fucking up. You're fucking up. You're fucking up. You're fucking up. And you get to the point where you're like, dude, like, am I that bad? <laughs> like, like, what what am I not doing right? Mm-hmm. Right. And at one point, I just look at everything. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go from scratch. Go from the very beginning. And kind of like looked at as to like how I can progress to be able to actually make it. And in the end, like. That's the goal. The goal is is to try to, to make the team, mm-hmm. um, but it, there's so much talent in the team that it, it's really rough. But if it wasn't, if it was too easy, like why why am I gonna do it, right? Yeah. Uh, and I have no control over making the team. The things that I have control over is putting in the work, the dedication, the focus, uh, the the things that that I need to work on to be able to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's as long as I know that I did all that, like I'm good. Like I'll sleep good at night, not not thinking like, ah oh, man, I, I I'm one of those guys that said I want it but didn't do anything about it, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't want to be the guy that says uh, I want to be an MMA fighter but never gets gets to practice, right? right. Or never strengthens his weaknesses. 
And I really just started like breaking down what it takes and stuff like that. And and the first the whole first season was just skating. Uh, the the sled, uh, the equipment that you sit on. Mm-hmm. With my disability, like dude, there's like almost like a three or four inch like uh difference between my left butt cheek and my right. So, like, just having your hips like this, from having them like that to actually having them straight is a big difference. Then I figured out that because I have no butt cheek, my the back of my pelvis sits like this. Mm. So then we had to fix that. You know, and, and at one point, I, I I got a dude here locally to build me, a sl- uh, like, a bucket and stuff like that, but he had never done it. So I ended up uh, asking if I can go to the guy in Chicago, uh that, that does them for the national team. The national team gets custom buckets. Mm-hmm. And I, I contacted him, explained my, my, my disability, and, and, and asked him if he'd be interested in working with me. And uh, he was, and that was really cool, man, because I had never really sat in a, in a bucket that was actually made for me. Have you guys seen these things? Mm-mm. Have you seen them? Dude, oh, I'll have need, to, we'll have to show you. We're yeah. going to have to show you guys. Like, th- I, I had never seen it before either. Yesterday, he pulled up the YouTube video. I was like, dude, I got to show my fucking wife this. So <laughs> Tiffany walks outside. I'm like, dude, you got to see this. Like, get over here. <laughs> dude, it's it's fucking incredible, dude. Yeah, I have, the, like I have the I have the book, uh, the sled in the car. If oh, you got it with yeah, you? Yeah, it's, it's always in this the car, man. so Because anytime I go to Austin, if I have time, I want to skate. And I go to Austin two to three times a week. So yeah. if I'm there and I'm around the, the ice time, I'm definitely going to skate. So it's always in there just in case. Like, when you see this thing, it's like there's no fucking way you hold yourself up. Like, there's no way... Like, it's too narrow, you're too big of a person, like, there's no way. Doesn't, you see doesn't these, look physically possible. No, yeah. dude, but you see, they get their momentum going, and it's like, Especially the double amps, man, they have no legs. It's like, bastards. I mean, dude. don't get me wrong, it sucks <laughs> yeah. to get double amps, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, dude, like, I'm like a freaking boat, bro. Like, I'm almost 6'2", like, my legs are literally pitched up so I can push the sled in mm. just to be able to turn and stuff like that. Bro, and they crush each other. You know how they do, like... Shoulder checks and yeah. stick checks in hockey, dude, murking yeah, each other. Time, dude, it's crazy. I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad that y'all do that to each other though, because it's like y'all don't lack anything. Because yeah. I can still fuck you up. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna take it easy on you. Yeah, I'm not gonna take it easy that, on that's, you. That's the best. That's the best part about it, man. There, I think when it comes to the tabled sports, there's a lot of uh, I call them pity sports, mm-hmm. meaning that hey, good job, kind of game, which. Great man, you know, but but I'm pretty again. I'm pretty lucky with my injury to where I have full con- trunk control. I control my leg. I control my hips, upper body, lower body. So to to me, it, it, it's it's a sport that I want to be challenged in. Whether it's a sport, whether it's a career, whether it's well, I don't want to be challenged in a relationship. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> no, no, it's just that, that she just like we were talking about that yesterday. That should just be organic, man. Yeah, yeah. like dude, it, I can't tell you how many times I've said that. <laughs> yeah, like good. Say it again for the audience. Say it again. Say it again. I told those, uh, uh, me and my uh, brother-in-law and and his girlfriend were talking about this this weekend. I'm like, dude, good relationships don't take work. They don't. They shouldn't. Good relationships just work. Exactly, man. Right? Like, I hate that. Like, because we we were talking about, like, you know, sometimes people, like, split up part ways or whatever. It's like, oh, no, you should fight for that. You should fight for that. And it's like, I don't know, You shouldn't have to fight, You shouldn't have to fight for it, bro. Like, it either well, works it, or it doesn't. A, you know? It's what we talked about yesterday, the whole codependency thing. It's mm-hmm. it's necessarily like you're not happy with yourself, so you're expecting somebody else to make you happy. Like, that's not gonna happen, yeah. bro. I'm sorry. Like I'm happy with who I am and what I am, but I'm not perfect. I'm gonna have my bad moments, I'm gonna have my bad bad days. I'm gonna I'm gonna have days where I'm in so much like nerve pain. Uh I have like like spouts of like two to three days where I have like shooting nerve pain on my right leg, where it's it's a like uh getting a branding iron and putting it on, on your on your groin. Like the where it attaches all the way down to to the to the knee, 
Uh, and I just, I can't do anything. And then I'll start like, I'll start getting like these, like almost cramp, like sharp pains on my like toes. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't feel my toes, like mm-hmm. it's still there. I can't do it. You've seen me like, I've gone crazy before, man. Where I'm like smacking my leg. It's just, I wanted to go away. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. And, and days like that, man, uh, when, when you're dating somebody or, or you're with somebody that, that is codependent on you, it's going to be even worse. It's going to be completely fucked because mm-hmm. you're already in a bad place. You're already hurting. Mm-hmm. And, and like they they expect you to still be able to like make them happy or or meet their needs or or whatever. And that a perfect example of that. Um, I don't want to venture too far from what we're talking about, but for example, that was when I went to uh, well, I was still married. My my ex had her sister over. Sister super cool, and we had a uh, plan to go to Red Lobster uh, to go eat. But I woke up with that pain, man. Oh shit! And but like it didn't matter. You know, like, like to, to her, it was like, well, you already said it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There was other times where we had planned to take the girls to SeaWorld or something, and I'd have that pain. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to me, it, it's hard to explain because I'm pretty good about, like, just... Sucking it like, up. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like like a man, you know. It, it's more about, like, like coping with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'll cope with it. Like, I know it's there. Like It's like, cool, man. Like, you know, when we were doing the, the ice bath yesterday, what I tell you? You know, oh, I was telling you guys... You know, feel your toes, feel feel your ankles, feel your, you like feel everything. Be be body aware. Mm-hmm. That your your body scanning. You're scanning your whole body, like understanding that there's pain here. It's cool. We're gonna fix it. You know, there there's no pain here, but you're you're fully relaxed. And I've learned to cope with it, but it, it's just something that I, I I deal with, and I'll start sweating, and like it, it's bad. Uh, and I I would uh I could all of a sudden I couldn't make it, and it would create pro- like. On top of me being in serious pain, we would argue for like pretty much two or three days. It's it's exhausting, man. Like arguing for that long, it's fucking exhausting. Yeah, Over something yeah. stupid too, you know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we ended up, we still ended up going to Red Lobster, and I got a fucking spasm on my leg, like a really bad one that made me jump out of the uh, the driver's seat, and I backed up into a car. Oh, <laughs> and like that's how bad it was. Trying trying to explain that to them, it, yeah. it's really hard. Like I didn't do it on purpose, but here's what's going on, and. With me, it was more like, I don't feel like you fully understand like how, how much shit I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to accept that people are probably not good. Like, whoever I choose to date or anything, they're not really going to understand, like, the shit that I deal with. Because it's not just, for me, it's not just a physical part. The physical part, that's the easy part, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll adjust and I use my upper body for everything. Bro. Yeah, you're like, strong as fuck, dude. Oh, uh, thanks, dude. I saw you get into that to that ice tub yesterday. Yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, baby. A lot yeah. of L-sits. Dude, it's so important easy. how, like, you help yourself, though. You, dude. Be, being efficient at being self-sufficient, man, that's yeah. that's what it's about for me because... You're so self-aware of that, dude, and I love that about you. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. So what about, uh, man, like, this is this, this is a, maybe an easier question for a lot of other people to answer, but, like, the shit you've been through, like, I'm curious as to how you define freedom. Being fully happy, man. Uh, uh, not, not, not caring about being rich. Mm-hmm. I, I think... I came from nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom did her best to give us the best possible life, and she worked her ass off to do that for us. Mm-hmm. She crossed that border to give me a better life, and it's my responsibility to be able to do something with that life, right? So I grew up with nothing. Uh, joining the military was me getting out of the area I was growing up in and stuff like that. So I don't need materialistic things to be happy. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I like nice things. I'm not going to say I, I don't like a, a nice car. I don't like a nice pair of shoes or whatever i, I do um starbucks but I, starbucks <laughs> starbucks man but I, but i i value it 
I value it and I appreciate it because I didn't always have that. Mm-hmm. And no matter what I do for myself, because most of my money right now goes to fucking recovery, man. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Like how much money goes to recovery for me because I'm all about recovery. That's why I fell in love with mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, but no matter what I do that month with, with whatever it is that I have to, to spare, my priority is making sure my kids are fine. That, that's number one. Like I'm not going to spend money on myself or anything like that. And I need to make sure that they're okay. Uh, there's always like miscommunication between me and the ex or whatever, but that's uh, besides the point. Um, before I, I get to enjoy anything, it, it's normally that. Once I do that, I kind of figure out like a, a food budget. Food is really important. So number one, I, I don't care how much you train. I don't care how much you do. If you don't eat the right food, if you don't have the right amount of food, it, it's all going to be garbage. So don't even waste your time. Yeah. So that's number two for me is food. Number three is recovery. Uh, and number four is gas. So those are normally like the way I kind of like say, okay, I got to do this, 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 and this, and this. And then I figure out like how much I got for myself. If I got 300 bucks, if I need something, I'll get it. If I want something, I'll get it. But honestly, like at this point, man, I just want to pay off all this debt I accumulated when I was married. That like every single week, I made it a habit of like, okay, I look at my bank account. If I have 100 bucks to spare, boom, going going to debt. If I have, you know, so every single week, aside from the regular payments, I'm giving like extra money just because I want to get it over and done with to be able to like... I don't want to say close that chapter because it's it's a chapter I'm going to share because of my kids. Yeah. But, like, I, I want that to be over already. Like, it's like, funny how um, – that's cool, man. Um, whenever I ask you about freedom, you bring up money. And that's the thing we've been talking about a little bit too. This morning we actually had – or this afternoon when we went to the river. Free, man. It takes over, dude. It's crazy how it works, dude. It'll, it'll like, consume your mind. Like, you got so much shit. It's like – Oh, I got to work. Why you got to work? Well, I got to pay the mortgage. I got to pay the car payment. I got to pay this. I got to pay that. Like, and it's like, fuck, dude, why do we have all this shit? Yeah. You know? And I'm always curious, like, you know, the whole podcast called Release the Shackles. I'm curious as what people's, what their perception is. Cause you never know, like, different, Every, yeah, everybody has a different, different people are going yeah. through so many different things. And it's like, you know, in my mind, like you can really like attach yourself to anything. Right. Like, I don't know, man. Like, who was I talking to about grudges yesterday? Was that you? No. I was talking to somebody yesterday about grudges. Or, uh, no, it was this morning. It was with Alex. We were talking about grudges and, like, how, like, if you're not careful, man, like, you can hold some feelings about another human or, what, like, I'm mad at my dog right now. He ate my third chicken to, yesterday. Yeah, that shit fucks right? you up. It doesn't fuck the dog up. It fucks you up. <laughs> fucks you up. The dog doesn't it's good give for the a dog. shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> the dog doesn't like, go on. So, now, here I am trying to, like, release the shackles. It's like, dude, this, because... I mean, the dog's been like kind of a little bit of a terror lately, you yeah. know, and it's like I'm trying to figure out how I can, I guess, fit in his life because apparently, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of something that's been, you know, always, it's always going through my head. It's almost like freedom is, everybody has their own version of freedom because freedom itself is just a perspective away, mm. I think, from whatever situation you're in. It, yeah, like, so freedom your, is your, a choice. Yeah. So your yeah. freedom is one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what makes you free? What makes you happy? Or what makes you feel free right. is one thing. But what makes me feel free is a totally different right. thing. Exactly. And that's really what it comes down to. But it, it comes down to being self-aware, man. It comes down yeah. to, like, being... it. Again, it's easier said than done, but it's the whole being completely blunt and honest with yourself when you look in the mirror and you're like, all right, where am I screwing up? What, what, what do I need to do? Dude, with that being said, what kind of a message do you have for somebody that can find themselves in in your position? Like what maybe struggling to get up from that chair or get up from that bed when they're just like fucking stuck, dude. And just like, since you've been there, like, how do you, how do you wake somebody up? Normally something like that for me, 
it's it's a little voice in my head I'm always arguing with, man. That little voice. And it's pretty much that little voice I was coaching yesterday for you when we were doing the ice pass. Because I know I know that voice was going on uh, raging in your head. It was so effective too, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm literally, what I was telling you, I was obviously being nice about it. But, you know, like I, I'm constantly fighting with that voice. So uh, let's say when, when I get depressed, it's hard for me to get out of bed. And, and I, I deal with chronic depression. So it's something that I, I'm, I'm self-aware of and I do my best to like come out of as soon as possible. But depression is telling me one thing. And depression is like that voice in my head right now at the moment is 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 a bad thing because that's depression. Uh, when I'm lifting, that voice in my head is my brain saying, "Hey, you know, you're you're you're, uh, are you okay?" kind of thing. And I'm like, like I'm good, bro. Like I'm I'm just you know I'm working out. Like like I'm safe. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's exactly what I told you yesterday. Like you're safe. You're not gonna freeze to death, which is what your brain is automatically thinking. Uh, you're gonna freeze to death kind of thing. And you're letting them know, like, hey brain shut up like i'm good bro like, like I'm, I'm not gonna freeze to death i'm doing this on purpose because i want to be a better person so i used to be huge on whiteboards and and just like putting everything right there so i have like a 50 inch tv in my room that i don't use i don't watch tv i i'll i'll watch like netflix here and there or whatever but it's not something i, I try to like uh binge or anything because i feel like i waste my time instead of being productive uh, so I have like this 50 inch TV where I had like two whiteboards and I kind I would write down the shit I needed to work on, man. And even that right there was almost really stressful too. Cause you would see it and you, you, you're, you're learning as you go. But the best thing I can say is just fight, fight that voice and tell that voice to shut the fuck up. Like you're good. Dude, you're, tr you're trying to be a better person. You're, you're, have, have you ever read this book called the war of art? Not the art of war. The no. war of art. You no, know? I was about to say yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the art of war. Yeah, who yeah. hasn't? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this one's called the war of art, and it's written by Stephen Pressfield, and and it's pretty badass. It's basically what you're talking about. Okay. Like that 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 voice is like the resistance, and the resistance. We've talked long and hard about this before. Like, you know, you've got A, B, and C to do today, and no matter how big or small A, B, and C is that task, the fact that you are being told by someone else or yourself that you have to get A, B, and C done, yeah. this resistance is going to do everything it can to pull you away from it, right? You start working on task A, and then all of a sudden, like, something happens. And it Cause you're, yeah, because your brain or your voice is telling you, you don't, uh, I don't want to do it. Right. Like, you have to do it, but you don't want to do it. Right. And with me, I'm kind of like, I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit spiteful. Like, when someone else tells me that I have to do something... I'm like, fuck off, man. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. Well, that's just a general public. But it's crazy. I do that to myself, though, too, bro. Oh, okay. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I know I've got this thing to do, but I don't like that thing. Yeah. So that's, I don't want to do that's it. A, that's the other thing I was, I was going to get at, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just finding that voice in your head, but making it really clear to your brain that it's not that you need to do it. Like, nah, I want to do this. What mm -hmm. I tell you about this week, I want to come out of this fucking shit right now. Like, I've been... I've been like eager to skate, you know, to, to start working out again. Cause I was swimming three times a week. I, I was straightening conditioning twice a week. And then calisthenics once a week, we were talking about that uh, along with a, a lot of other little things. Right. So I go from all that to nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so maybe swam once I skated once just to see how I felt and it was still hurting a bit. So I didn't skate the next day. So uh, to me, it was more about like the, Making sure I knew this week was coming up. I, I You can feel when it's starting to get better. And you're like, oh, I'm going to be ready kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I have the time right now. I'm not doing anything. L let's set everything up to have a productive week. But that's not because I had to do it. That's because I wanted to do it. Dude, that's heavy. See what I mean? L like, that, that's the thing. Whether if you want to go work out, 
And, and I've seen this with like other other dudes working out. I've seen chicks working out. Like, oh, I have to lift this. I, it's like, no, nah, fuck no. You go home. Right. Like, like, go home. There's no point for you to be here right now because you're already saying, I have to do this. Come with intention. Lift with intention. Lift with a purpose. If you're a power lifter, lift with a purpose. If you're uh, an Olympic lifter, lift with a fucking purpose. Because it's not about you being stronger than somebody else. It, it, at least for me, that's not how I live my life. Like, it, it, you, you tend to forget that sometimes, but I, I, I put myself on check. I'm like, bro, like, you're not here to like uh, be better than anybody. You're here to be better than you were yesterday. Yeah. So if all of a sudden uh, I couldn't shoot for shit with my left hand, right? Uh, all I'm going to do is work on my left hand until I can shoot with it because I'm not trying to be better than somebody that can use both hands on the national team or in the league or anything like that. I'm trying to be better than I was last week because that's one of my, one of my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. But I'm doing that because I want to get better. Mm -hmm. See, key word is want. want. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, like I said, you have that voice saying, I, I don't feel like it, I don't feel like it. You tell her to shut up. It's like, dude, like you don't own me. Now, it's hard. It, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's easy because, I mean, sometimes it still beats me. I always say like 80%, 90% of the time, like I, I got it. Sometimes it's like I get screwed, man. And then once I hit that downward spiral, it's like, fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, but but in the end, the stuff that, that I'm doing, it's because I want to do it. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't planning on like helping out this nonprofit. I wasn't planning on being a part of this nonprofit. I just it just happened. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and, and it happened to where my culinary degree uh transfers transfers over to be able to make sure that you get the proper nutrition, but it doesn't taste like fucking cardboard yeah because to me i always tell people you make the your your meal preps taste so good that you don't want to cheat mm -hmm. and you do that why are you going to cheat what why what why are you going to go eat a fucking burger when you have a really good meal right in front of you mm -hmm. and it's not just yeah it's chicken but you can make chicken taste a hundred different ways man uh, all you got to do is marinate it yeah it's noodles but you can change the sauce every single time in the noodles and the, the amount of macros that it takes to add a sauce to the noodles is not going to hurt your your goals of losing weight. It's the portions of the pasta, it's the portions of the chicken that are going to make a difference, mm -hmm. and your vegetables. So what, why are you going to want to cheat when you have, uh, not only did you put effort into it, and you, know, and you should be proud of yourself because you worked your ass off the whole weekend to be able to create a recipe, uh, food for the whole week. Now you're saving money on, on gas because you're not driving everywhere to get food. You're saving money on going out and eating. I literally went to go eat sushi when I was ready to start like going to skate just to be able to like fuel up. Bro, I dropped $90 in food. <laughs> Damn. $90. The, the, the waiter made it really, really clear. He's like, oh, you can eat. You can eat. Like, man, just keep feeding me. You know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm hungry. But, like, that was 90 bucks in food. That, that's that's half Shit. of my of my weekly budget. That's crazy. You, you see what I mean? Yeah. So, so to me, it's it's like you're looking at, like, oh, well, I, I have to do it. Like, no, you, you don't have to eat a certain way. Mm -hmm. You came to me because you want to make a difference. You, you, you want to be different. You don't want to be fat. You don't want to be the person that you are right now. I'm telling you what it is that you need to do to be able to get there because it's effective. It's science and it's effective. If I tell you to drink a gallon of water and you're not drinking a gallon of water and we go for a really long conditioning uh, circuit and you dehydrate, you're not Are listening. You? Yeah. If I'm telling you eat a certain way, yet you're you're not even dropping one pound when I know you're like at at least a thousand calorie deficit. Like, bro, like, come on. Yeah, I, I know. Like, if you're following the regimen and you're you're doing what it is that, that I'm, I'm telling you to do as far as food, you're going to drop weight because your right. body's going to like... Simple math. Exactly, right? Mm -hmm. So the people the way people do it, like the whole new year, new meat thing, they're not doing it for them. They're not doing it. They're not doing it to 
to make themselves happy. They're not doing it for any of that. They're they're doing it to fit in in society. They're doing it to be able to make other people happy. That beach body boy. Yeah, and see, like to me, it's like so shallow, right? Yeah, but fuck the beach body, man. That's like, what I'm saying. It's, yeah. so, it's so shallow. <laughs> like, like, like you're not gonna have a beach body when you're 80 years old, like, man. You're not doing you. It, when when I hear people say that, the first thing that goes to my head is you're you're not doing that for yourself. No, because you need it because you need attention. Yes, bro. You it's need all attention. about like external validation. Because yeah. we were talking about this even with like competing. Like while competing is a good like driving force for your training and stuff, sometimes it can consume. Like like for me, I was uh, talking about doing a kickboxing competition, but it ended up being like a little bit like out of my price range like gotcha. with all the fees and all that stuff. But then after like I kind of hit that roadblock, I was like took a step back and I was like, well, maybe is why would why did i want to compete i was telling myself i wanted to compete because i wanted to beat myself and whatever but really i wanted to i wanted to my the coaches at the gym to be proud of me for being gotcha. a competitor and like and like whenever that that opportunity was kind of pulled back i was able to peel those layers back my, on myself and like that same yeah. self-awareness and look at like well well if, if it's not meant to be well like why i guess you know what i mean and that was a big thing that, that came for me was that external for sure. um, validation. You know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, it feels good when somebody with experience says you're getting it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Because yeah. you, you're, you're working towards something. Yeah. And it's more about the reassurance that you're doing the right thing. Right. right. So to me, it's more like I don't want to waste my time uh, training on something that's going to waste my mind. See, and that's what that's mm -hmm. dude nail on the head right there. Because yeah. that's exactly what we were talking about at the park the other day. Because I was going through the same thing. I was kind of going back and forth about there's a lot of people at my gym that have signed up and they're going to do this marathon and they're going to, it's, it's in Northern California. They're going to be running through the Redwoods. Right. So I was going back and forth on this. Like, dude, I really want to go up there. I really want to go up there. But then I started asking myself, well, wait a second. Why do you want to go up there? Because training for something like this takes a lot of time. Right. And you're, and I'm busy. I got my hands in all kinds of shit. Yeah. So it's like, are you willing to put the, are you willing to put in the training time? Okay. Um, okay. Well, hold on. Let's back up everything. Let's back everything up. Why do you want to train? Why do you want to go to the, do this marathon? Because you want to you want to see the redwoods, <laughs> bro. Just fly go, to see, go the, see the redwoods. redwoods. Go yeah. see the redwoods. You know what I mean? Because like we're all prior military here, bro. I think it's pretty safe to say that we've all done plenty of fucking marathons. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's no gold shiny medal at the end, but we've done those marathons. So it's like I was telling him at the park. I was like, man, I kind of feel like at this point I'm just recovering plowed plowed yeah. ground. Yeah. You know, and it's like, if you want to see the Redwoods, go see the Redwoods. And then I was thinking, shit, bro, you could actually go up there and run with them. Nobody's going to stop you. Yeah. So just you jump in. You don't, have a, yeah. you, don't, you don't have a number on, but support. No, yeah. Just go, dude, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, it's, but, but it yeah. is, you know, and I, I know it's different for everybody, and I'm not saying anything negative about other people that want to be doing this kind of stuff. That's fine. I know he's made it clear to me his situation. I know now I know my situation it is. It's about external validation. Mm -hmm. The only other reason why I would want to go up there is so somebody could pat me on the back at the end of it. And it's like, I don't, do I need that? Yeah. It's not. And then I know like when it comes to kickboxing and stuff, the reason why I love it is because I love getting in front of that bag and just like checking out, you know what I mean? And just like beating the shit out of that bag and, or, and then sparring with other people and kind of play, doing that chess match and that whole aspect, the sport aspect of it. Like I don't, I don't need it in, in the competition area. You know what I mean? Like I love just having that hour to like decompress and kind of check out, as, uh, out of the, the world and just be present in that. And that's, 
And that's it. And that's okay. You there's know, so I mean? much external shit going on, and it's like, all right, how do we reset so that we can continue mm-hmm. to be happy, 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 happy? Yeah, but that's hard, man. Like, yeah. it, it, it's it's really just putting yourself in check. Like again, like I'm not really nice to myself when I when I'm putting myself in check. But a lot of times, it's like, am I doing this for me? or Am I doing this for somebody else? Mm-hmm. I, and in the end, it's I got to be doing it for myself. If I don't do it for myself, I, I have like no point. And you know, let's say I want to. I want to skate to impress a chick or something, right? Like, okay, well, I'm doing it for, to be able to impress her. What's the point? But if I'm doing it for me, it's because I really, really like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's so much core work with this thing that it's freaking amazing. And that that's what draws me into it. Not, not to mention, I, I left off with saying that all of a sudden the national players come in uh, after after the, the Paralympics in my second season. And here I am thinking that I have an idea of what I'm doing. The first thing is that I, I, need, a, I need better equipment. That was number one. Like, I needed better equipment um, because they make generic sleds and stuff like that. But with my disability, though, it, was, it wasn't going to happen. I, I Like I said, I, I sit, like, really – I couldn't engage my hips the right way. So I couldn't even turn a certain way without falling over and stuff. And I just really dove into it. But it was because I wanted to do it. Yeah. it, it it's not because I'm trying to fit in. It's not because I'm trying to impress anybody. It, it's more because I like the challenge of it. I, li- I like that – uh, sometimes I, I'm like, fuck, I suck, man. Like, like, there's been times where I can't figure something out in practice, and not only did I have like an intense skating session in practice, then I go all the way to Austin to skate again that evening, just to try to figure it out, man. And my body's like, bro, like you need to eat, you need. But like, in my head, it's more about like I almost get uh, obsessed with it, right? And, and that that's that's a big. If something takes over that much for me to be able to like get better, it's too much. No, I love that. I, I love that, that that it takes a lot of work because I want to be able to stay busy, man. Yeah. So philosophy it, of kind of like choosing your struggle and yeah, then enjoying man. it. Yeah, like, I enjoy that struggle. Yeah, enjoy like, that process. Like, bro, yeah. I, like that. I, I could be working nine to five right now, man. But I, my struggle is like, shit, I didn't figure something out in practice. I got to go to Austin and figure it out or, yeah. you know, whatever, watch film or, or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I broke it down and I'm like, okay. How, how can I still achieve what it is that I'm trying to achieve as far as, you know, trying to uh, trying out and, and making the national team? And they have a development team and a national team. Right. But like it, it's it's for me to being like being real with my perspective and understanding that that I crossed all my T's and dotted all my I's. Yeah, yeah. And if I make the team or not, that, that's out of that's out of my control. I have no control over that. Uh, if they look for certain talent, that's fine. In the end, for me, it's main, making sure that I'm I'm weekly or, or daily progressing as much as I possibly can with, with all the, I mean, I'm still, I'm still a regular adult, right? I still have a regular adult life responsibilities and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of broke it down. I was like, well, I gave myself two years, but realistically the whole first year was understanding equipment. <laughs> like that's literally the whole first year was shit, understanding. I, yeah. I was like, I need a better sled. Like I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this with, with this. And, uh, I get the first sled made and then, uh, I use that one for a little bit, and I hit up the guy again in in, uh, in Chicago, and we get a second one made, and the second one started fitting fitting better, man. I'm like, oh, it's getting there. I I get I get uh to the airport, and the airline breaks my freaking sled, man. Oh, shit. Brand new sled, man. Damn. And and the, to the airline, it's uh it, it's something like, oh, it pissed me off how much how like easy it was for them, cause they're like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get you a new one. But they don't understand. Like this guy is like one of the best processes in, in the country, man. Like this guy is normally booked six months in advance, sometimes eight months in advance. Like, like and you know, I, I can't ask him like, hey, can you move somebody? Like that's not gonna happen. 
Mm-hmm. So the whole, you know, the second half of the second season, I, I'm like uh, working with a broken sled. So if you if you think about it, uh, and this is my second year uh, into it, right? So I understand equipment now, like it's starting to make sense. Now I'm focusing on the fundamentals of it a lot. So a lot of edge work, a lot of shooting, a lot of stopping, and like I'm going three years into it right now. This will be my this is my third season, and I'm barely now starting to like really focus on hockey sense on on because I mean developing it, a style. Yeah, because like to that. me, well, to me, it, there's no perspective and I mean, sorry, no, there's no point in in having hockey knowledge if you can't skate. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's no point in, in you. Uh, understanding where to be at the right time at the right place if you can't actually shoot, if you can't actually lift the puck off the ice or pass properly, or you don't have enough speed. And I'm not even that fast. Some some of these dudes with no legs, man, these dudes are freaking flying. And I'm over here like, uh, I'm not, like, there's no way in hell you're going to beat. No, man. I mean, they're always going to beat me, bro. Like, like these dudes. Dude, that sounds so badass. Some of these guys with no legs are actually flying. That's so crazy. Yeah, dude. They're, they're like, I mean, they're, they're, they're it's like, that. It's pretty much, I mean, like driving a stick shift, bro. You'll see them, and all of a sudden, you see they see that you get close. It's like boom! It's like, mm, and there I am, like giving everything I got, you know. Um, but but it, it's just really understanding all all, the, all those all those things to me and working on them a, as I need to, because yeah, you know, maybe I'm not I'm not I've never played hockey in my life. I've never seen hockey in my life aside from the Mighty Ducks, which I saw again, and I was so disappointed, bro. <laughs> I was like. How the fuck was I entertained with this when I was a child? Because there's so many things that were like obviously not possible, right? It's like watching military movies. After yeah, the, after like, the military. yeah. People are like, "Oh, you, you get PTSD." Like, nah, bro. I'm just gonna tell you everything that's not actually logical in yeah, there. All that cringeworthy stuff. You're probably gonna hate me afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Rambo is real though. Yeah. That's <laughs> the real Rambo, deal, right man. there. Dude. It's Rambo. So was Rocky. Dude, yeah. we're so excited, man, to see your journey. We're so excited to know you, man. Um, oh, thanks. Dude. I want to know, like this Olympic thing, dude. So definitely be keeping in touch. Yeah, with it, it's, it's, uh, it's really like, I mean, after this injury and stuff like that, uh, it's really how I feel. We leave to Chicago in, uh, on the first weekend of, of March and just seeing how I feel and stuff like that. Uh, I, I'm going to skate the rest of this week and possibly some of next week. Uh, dude, but keep us posted. Yeah, yeah man, dude. for sure. For, definitely keep us posted. Dude, it's been such an honor to have you here, man. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. dude. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you showing up today, dude. <laughs> nah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, it's good meeting you. Let me ask you this, dude, before we bounce out of here. Any kind of shout outs for anybody, Instagram pages, anything like that, that you know, you want to throw out there? Yours, uh, sh- maybe? Yeah, mine is, uh, I don't even know my Instagram page. Hold on. Mine is j.i underscore 86. Yeah. That's my Instagram. And then. Uh, Tell us the name of the organization you skate for again. Uh, it's Operation Comfort. It's a, it's a, a local organization. And uh, they help a lot of, uh, they've helped a lot of like local veterans because. Yeah. Bamsey was one of the main ones that, that got hit with everything uh, as far as, like, all the, a lot of the guys coming back. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you had all these people. Uh, Janice uh, did was a flight attendant, and she ended up just saying, I need to do more. Mm-hmm. And she did, man. She's uh, nothing but love. That lady is nothing but love. Who's that? What's her name, Janice? Her name, uh, ja- Janice. I don't want to I don't want to butcher her last name. It's Rusnowski, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to, like, butcher it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she's a—if it wasn't for her, man, like, you had one, two, like— 
three three Paralymp four Paralympians out, out of the sled hockey team now just from the program that she created and then pushing each other. Mm -hmm. There's auto motivation. They do cycling every week. I think they do swimming once a week now mm -hmm. as well. Like there's so many things that just keep people active. Yeah, and the San Antonio Rampage had something to do with this too somehow or some way. Right? Yeah, yeah. So San Antonio Rampage is uh, who who I play for and, and the team here in San Antonio plays for. Okay. And obviously that they they're the sponsor and and things like that. So yeah, it's it's a huge it's a huge thing and. Uh, we have practice uh, Tuesdays, uh, sometimes Thursdays and Fridays is most most common, but sometimes Tuesdays. But they're always like around ten thirty to twelve, and uh, they they give us a pretty good deal on ice and stuff cool, like that. Cool. Yeah, man. And then, can we get one of these sleds sometime? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you just got to sign a waiver, man. Oh, That's, too easy. Yeah. <laughs> too easy. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we. Uh, I can. I can figure something out. Talk to Chris, and uh, I'm sure he'll be. He'll just make you guys sign like some forms or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. saying that dude, we're I'm not. I'm so enamored by those things. <laughs> when I saw the video, I was like, dude. Yeah, this they're. Is it's fun, amazing. man. It's fun once you start like flying and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. uh I, I used to like to check a lot. Now that I'm like. <laughs> Flying, it's like, is it more efficient for me to check or is it better for me to like uh, set myself up in a certain place? Because yeah. it takes a lot of energy to check and stuff. So it's, it's those little things that I'm now uh, on my third season, barely, you know, like like learning and saying, okay, it's going to take more than two seasons. It's not just going to be one right. or two seasons or whatever. And just understanding that, like, I was really fucking ignorant when it came to assuming that it would take me two seasons to like actually try to get to that level and stuff, you know, yeah. because there's... So much to it, man. I love it. I love it, but it's it's, it's so much. And the chemistry on the ice is huge. Who you connect with and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. all these little things, man, that make a big difference. That's but it's badass. fun in so the badass, end, man. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, dude, we're so stoked to know you, bro. Hell yeah, dude. It was yeah. random, but hey. It, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's that universe that we're talking about. Yeah, well, yeah. The, well, this dude just came up, and he's like, hey, you're that guy. I was like... The fuck is this He's guy? like, who are you, bro? Yeah, he, like, he had the look on his face too. He was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, should should I get ready? Like, should, uh, <laughs> I, is it about to go down? Like, what's going on? I'm like, I think I talked to you on Instagram the other day, and he's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, well, because you know, you get like random like messages and yeah. stuff like that. So it's like uh, trying to like connect those. Down yeah, like, that, that's all it was. And then you said ice baths. I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I I'm big on the whole like Winhof thing, you know. So it's it's something that like really made a big a big uh, impact because. You just feel so refreshed in the morning and, and like you fully clear your mind. To me, that's that's what it's about. Like the benefits of it, of, of the immune system and all that is great. But with somebody that has like severe ADHD, yeah. Yeah, being able to clear that mind because you're focusing on not being cold and, and just being in there, man. Like, yeah. And the more you do it, the easier it gets, man. Like I said, I, the longest I normally go is 20 minutes. And I, I didn't want to hog it yesterday. Yeah. That's the only reason I didn't sit because I, I wanted to stay in there longer, but I didn't want to hog it. That's so uh, but, you know, it's just... It's me, like, again, challenging myself, trying to be better than I was yesterday. And, and okay, 20 minutes, let's see if I can do 21 minutes. Uh, because the ice water is not going to change in temperature. It's ice and water. It right. can only get so cold. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, like, being able to, like, push myself mentally and just being relaxed for those 20 minutes, man. Like, not thinking about anything, not thinking, like, having a care in the world. Yeah, no anxiety of the future, nothing, no depression bro, like, nothing the matters. Past, the only thing that matters man. is that you tell your brain, hey, well, shit, I'm not dude. cold, man. Yeah, man, you make me want to be better, dude. So yeah. Yeah, oh, glad, sure. man. I'm glad. Same, yeah. same, same. I'm glad. I, you, you guys maybe want to get my garden going again. Oh, yeah. so that, We're going to help you. We're going to help you. Yeah, that's that's yeah. next, man. Uh, that's Ooh. next. Uh, but it's just a lot a lot of, I got phase one, two, three, four, five, and Oh, six. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, We're still in phase one. We're dude, still in phase one. there's just so many things like going on in my life. And then uh, I still have a personal life or trying to have a personal life. I'm still, I'm actually making an effort at dating and stuff because I'm I'm not, I don't want to be that guy that says, well, I want it, but I'm not going to do anything about yeah, it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I have like home shit I got to do, right? Mm -hmm. So 
the yard is a big thing because it's not handicap accessible. I live on top of a hill. Mm. So to me, it's like, fuck, there's so much stuff that has to get done that was done wrong. We go on back to that PTSD talk and just, just know, dude, that you're not alone. No, We're I here, appreciate dude, it, man. Reach out, dude, reach out. Yeah, I appreciate for it. For anything, it doesn't matter what time of day it is or what day it is, just fucking reach out. Dude. Also, here and same, same here, man. I mean, normally if I'm I'm in the area, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't mind listening and just uh, being there for somebody that needs it, you know? That's really what it's about. Uh, you have therapists and stuff like that. But in the end, it's about being there for each other and yeah. truly being there for that person for the right reason. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people tend to open the door for a guy in a wheelchair or, or be there for somebody because they want to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't I, I'm a big believer in not expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I feel like, like hold on and say, well, you owe me something. Uh, and um, that that's that's a big that's a big one for me. So normally when I feel comfortable, like we have been the last couple of days and stuff, mm-hmm. it's because like I, I can seriously feel the energy and I, I can dig like, like that. It's genuine. It's not, you know, bullshit or yeah. you're just trying to get something out of me by making yourself feel better, you know, yeah, so. Right. Yeah, like, uh, I sl- like a sled, like a sled ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's why you're here, bro. Because I want a sled oh, okay. ride. I see. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cool, man. Cool, cool man. Well, we appreciate you again. Yeah, man. man. Thanks thank a lot, you. bro.